of the Arnie State Show. I hope that you're doing good. It's sunny, but it's fucking cold outside. Good Lord, with the wind chill factor, it's like 20 degrees outside. Not to worry, though, Saturday, tomorrow, or or Sunday, it's Sunday, it's supposed to be 80. So I'm happy about that. So 20 degrees today, and in two days, it'll be 80 degrees. So uh, I'll be staying in the house today. No need to go outside. It's going to be sunny. Windy and cold. That's all I know. And I don't like those combinations. I like the sunny. I don't like the windy. And I don't like the cold. So that combination don't work for me. Uh, Welcome to uh, a Friday edition of the show. I hope everybody's doing good this morning. Uh, Lots and lots to get to, including we have a co-host for uh, at least a couple hours today. Ruby will be joining us today from California. I'll be calling her in just a second. Um, I got to get through some good mornings and, and, and a couple of things. First and foremost, movie review. We've got a movie review. Christopher went out, donned his finest last night, went to the star-studded world premiere of Ant-Man and the Wasp in the Quantum Realm-verse or whatever it's called, the new Avengers-type movie, new Marvel movies, kicking off the spring movie season. Christopher has the review up. We've got it all over social media. Go check it out. Great job, Christopher. As always, you are amazing, my friend. I, I, I don't know when you have the time to do it. You, you are a marvel. You are an Avenger in my eyes. Uh, the other thing before I call... Oh, wait. we got to say good mornings, too. we got to do good mornings. So, um, but before we even get to good mornings, Tiger Woods yesterday. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Like he's he's four shots off the lead, playing at Riviera, the uh, the Genesis Open, the old LA Open, and to watch him go birdie, 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 finish, whoo! Making my prediction of the Masters starting to feel a little real. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, I was glued to the TV yesterday. I, I'm probably gonna turn it on. Watch some of his round today. Could care less about Justin Thomas because he's too fucking robotic. And every time Rory hits, I just want to fucking scream. On 18, the, the, the final, te- the, if you didn't watch yesterday, it was great. Because Justin Thomas and Maury McElroy are two of the bigger hitters on tour. Tiger goes up there first because he was the first one to have birdie on 17. And he just fucking rips driver. I mean, crank a saurus. And then Justin Thomas comes up, Mike. Oh, Tiger's going to not hit it by him. You know, he's going to hit it by him 20 yards. Yeah, he was about 40 yards short of Tiger. And then Rory comes up there, and he spanks one. And he's still 10 yards short of Daddy. Yeah, whose tour is it? It's still the man's tour. I did watch some of the, uh, the teeing it up thing on Netflix. Good series. 
If you like golf and you like to see uh, behind-the-scenes things of golf, check out this Netflix series. It's fantastic. Uh, all right, so I, I, I got those two things. Okay, great. Uh, let us say some good mornings here. First one here today, uh, my man. Well, Lordy frickin' God. Straight Fire is in the house. He can say, I can honestly say that listening to the Arnie State Show will make my Friday even better. Thanks, Arnie. Well, thank you, my friend. Uh, this is why I do it, man. Yeah, you guys make my day by showing up, and I, 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 I like to try to think that I, I help your days get a little bit better. Uh, with the stories that we do and the fun that we have. Gold says, happy Friday morning, ass family. Hey, Arn, got a couple more listeners for you. Well, thank you. They had no clue you were doing the thing. They're still stuck on that shit show running out of sack. Well, I appreciate that, Gold. Thank you very much, my friend. Um, hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? How's it going? Domo arigato. Around here, we speak American. Okay, yeah. but- There you go, mage. He says, good morning, Aston AIG. Thank you, sir, for this week. It was so hard because of work. Your show is the only reason I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> I appreciate that. Keeping people out of jail since 1991, baby. Um, Japanese word of the day is kinyobai. Translation is Friday. Oh, happy kinyobai. See? Learning program here. Chazman says, happy fucking Friday, ass family. Scott says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Happy three-day weekend eve. Yeah, if you were, hey, President's Day is Monday. I'll be here. Don't worry, I, I, I'm coming in on Monday. I'm not a big fan of Abe Lincoln since he did lose the War of Northern Aggression. So uh, you, you, you know what I'm saying there. Uh, not gay-ass guy says, boner Diaz, it's Friday. Good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Thank God for the weekend. Amen to that. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the only, bratty kid is all up in the house. This town full of witches. Uh, we ain't just talking about no uh, Salem, Oregon. We talking about some witches all over the place. Waffle really? House witches, Whoa. Cracker Barrel witches, Cracker Barrel. man and woman witches. Church going witches. Man, oh man, you've opened my eyes. By the way, grand, brand new Greg Locke right there. And yes, I have texted him. I'm trying to get Greg Locke back on the show. Pastor Greg Locke needs to come back on the show soon. Freddy Kid, I hope that you have a spectacular day today. Colin says, Good Friday morning, everybody. Battleborn says, Good morning, Arnie and Ass family. Yay, weekend. Hot mama. Woo. She says, Happy Friday, ass. Oh, shit, we made it. Happy Friday, ass family. We we need to come. I, I got to come up with, uh, with 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 this for uh no the no that's not good. Fuck you, fat. Uh, we got we got work on Hot Mama's intro. Uh, fucking white people. Maybe not that one. No. Uh, how about we do uh? And you motherfuckers need Jesus. There you go, Hot Mama. Good morning to you. Uh, Derek is all up in the house. Derek. Becca. Becca. Good morning, ass, and TGIFFF. Becca. Becca. Andrew says, good morning, ass family. AIG Mafia in the house. You're out. Says, Arnie, I may have missed this, but have you watched Full Swing? Great behind-the-scenes show. I have watched the first, I think, three or four episodes. Uh, It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Love it. Love the new Netflix show where they go behind the scenes of the PGA Tour and you get to hear golfers curse. Oh, man. I love it. But, yes, I have watched it. It's awesome. Red and White says, do you think uh, he picked a Riv to test his leg for Riviera or for Augusta? 
No, because they're not really similar golf courses. That, that, that's the problem. The, the, the problem is Riviera has two big, big walks, and that's walking down from number one and then walking up 17 and 18. Those are the two. What the TV doesn't show you about Augusta National is how hilly that golf course is. Uh, you, you can hit it right down the middle, and the ball still be two feet above your feet. I, I think that this is a test for him to see if he can walk the four days because he hasn't done that. But, you know, he shot three under, or two under yesterday. He's five off the lead. Sorry, uh, I said two off the lead, but uh, he's five off the lead. He had a good day yesterday. Hangtown Mike says, morning, Arnie and ass family. Well, Zinks, there you go. Uh, I didn't watch a ton yesterday, but it seemed like Tiger was out driving those two youngsters. Oh, he was. Ahoy, Sanchez family. Buenos dias, Ogre, my friend. How are you, buddy? Did the show ever go back on the air? Did that? Uh, it, I, I think it will, but I'm not sure. Or is Scab having a breakdown because of low ratings? V Coop says, happy four-day weekend. So all these people getting intros. Now I'm feeling jelly. All right, well, I'll work on it. Corky in the house. Good morning, Corky. Scab is having... <laughs> Uh, all right, we have a lot to get to, and the first thing I got to do is I got to call Ruby. Uh, see, here we go. Make sure everything's turned up here. There we go. Hey, are you there? Hey, I'm here. Are you there? I am. Well, it rang long enough. My God, I mean, you knew I'm calling. <laughs> I get like 16 rings? Jesus. <laughs> I make you wait for it, man. Man, oh, man. At least, shit, Joe Murphy, who I, who sometimes I, I, I'm worried about, he answers on the second ring. <laughs> I, live, I live kind of in the middle of nowhere. That doesn't mean you can't pick up your phone. You knew I was calling you. That don't mean shit. I live in more of the middle of nowhere. I live in Rockwall, Texas. Come on. Now we only have one freeway here. <laughs> how are you ruby i'm good how are you i am i am very well thank you so much for uh wanting to be on the show we haven't had you on the show on it since since i left california i know i was trying to think about how long it had been and the only like form of measurement i have is how i had Tennyson yet like it yeah. like, really lost track of time so i'm like well did i have my second kid yet or not has it really been that long yeah, oh, it's it's been that long. I mean, I mean, it's been forever. But but you know, we're busy people. What can we say? I know. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I I, I love having you on the show because you know you 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 get the whole thing. You you worked in radio. You saw the behind the scenes. You you know how it all is. So you're somebody I can trust on the air with me, and I appreciate that. Um, oh, no pressure. Uh, lots to get to today, uh, including what we'll start with. This. What are your thoughts? On the flying objects that have been flying over America for the last few weeks. I mean, haven't flying objects been flying over America for significantly longer than the last few weeks? Yeah, but I mean, now it's bad though. Now, now we're spotting them, and we're shooting them down. Um, I I can't say I have a whole lot of thoughts because I got to be honest, Arnie. I kind of pulled a blanket over my head on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think my overall arching feeling about things is that I'm just really sick and tired of not being fed the truth. And then the flip side of that is 
like not having the expectation. Hey, let let me call you back because you're you're breaking out really bad. Okay. Let me let me call you back. All right. Well, we'll try to call her back because she was breaking out real bad there. Let's see. Try this again. See how many times it takes to fucking answer. There's two. Hi, it's Ruby. Sorry, I missed oh. your call. All right. Now now she sent me to voicemail. That's lovely. Let's try that again. I better not go to voicemail again. Hi, it's Ruby. Sorry. You went to voicemail again? Here, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have her call me. Call me. Call me. All right. Uh, Biden says the three aerial objects shot down, not likely related to Chinese surveillance. Now, th- this is the truth they're going to tell you here as we wait for Ruby to call me back. Um, the truth of the matter is this. We're never going to know what those things were we shot down. I've, I've, I've heard a number of things. I heard yesterday it was a Missouri. Uh, there we go. There's a telephone. You see, that's how you answer the phone on the first ring. <laughs> see, that's how you do it. So the minute- Damn it. It's still cutting out. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if it's my phone because I got four bars. Are you still there? Yeah, it's probably mine. Okay. Well, I, I moved my phone to another area where it's higher up now, so maybe it won't be so bad. All right. Well, if it's horrible, then hang up on me, and I'll call you from what's called a Oh, you're going to oh, call me from a landline. Yeah. There you go. I'm okay, going to hang up. But- there we go. I hung up. There you go. <laughs> and watch me. I'm going to answer it on the first ring, too. Uh Ruby, don't take your love to town. Happy Friday before the three-day weekend. Very true, swoosh. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to know. Like I was saying, it was a Missouri science project that was that flew over, and then they lost track of it in, in the Yukon where that one they can't get to is. But for the, the truth of the matter is, is that Ruby was right. We, we've had shit flying over us for years and years. We're spying on China. We're spying on Russia. We we can't have this holier than thou type thing that that oh my gosh, we can't believe these countries are spying because we're doing the same thing to them. Maybe we're a little better at it and we don't use a spy balloon that we got from wish.com. But the idea that and, and and I'm not trying to stand up for 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 Captain Dipshit, our president, whatsoever. I think that if there are unidentified flying objects above us, that it's the duty of the president to protect us, and they should be shot down. Oh no, our landline is dead. What the fuck? Oh, that's never good. Oh my gosh. Uh, yikes. Oh, man. Well, let's see. What can we do? 
I don't know what to do. I'll I'll try to call her again. Let's let, let's try to call her again. See if it's any better. If it's not, we'll just figure out something else. It's no big deal. You said duty. I did say duty. Hi. Hi. It's- okay, her phone is completely dead. Um. All right. So the intelligence committee is still assessing the three unknown aerial objects. They still don't know what they are. And by the way, when they do figure out what these objects are, they're not going to tell us. They're going to tell us they're weather balloons. They're going to tell us this. They're going to tell us that. And they're going to tell us the other. And I don't know if this is because I'm old and I'm jaded. I I don't expect. I honestly don't expect to be told the truth anymore. Something what Ruby was saying there is that she's tired of being lied to. We all are tired of being lied to. Whether it's what's flying over our heads, the COVID fucking thing. Now I'm clipping out. How am I clipping out? I'm 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 in the internet. Internet and seller freaking out. Uh no worries. No worries. Um these objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreational research institutes studying weather or conducting other scientific research. Why are they flying in our airspace? I mean, that, that, that's the thing I, I just don't understand. And, and when you can see a balloon floating in, in the clear blue sky like that, but what happens if that balloon does drift and get into a commercial airline's route? What are we supposed to do? I... I Uh, they, uh, they said at immunity works better or the same as the vax, but you risk die, dying. Yeah, look, they, they tried to make the, the whole vaccine, the whole COVID thing, just, I don't even get started back on that shit. Um, all right, what, what, what else do, I, I have another story about these UFOs. Oh, I guess the president spoke about it yesterday. Uh, here we go. We get to hear from Captain Dipshit himself. Last week, in the immediate aftermath of the incursion by China's high-altitude balloon, our military, through the North American Aerospace Defense Command, so-called NOR- NORAD, closely scrutinized uh, the uh, our airspace, including enhancing our radar to pick up more slow-moving objects above our country, around the world. In doing so, they tracked three unidentified objects, one in Alaska, Canada, and over Lake Huron in the Midwest. They acted in accordance with established parameters for determining how to deal with unidentified aerial objects. Are the Great Lakes in the Midwest? I would think that was in the, the north. That's not really Midwest, is it? Lake Huron is one of the Great Lakes, right? That's not Midwest. In U.S. airspace. At their recommendation, I gave the order to take down these three objects due to hazards to civilian commercial air traffic and because we could not rule out the surveillance risk of sensitive facilities. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were. You don't know what the objects in your hand are right now, sir. 
Apparently one of those wacky inflatable flailing arms, flailing tube men popped off and is cruising at 40,000 feet. Don't be outraged by train catastrophe. Pay attention to these balloons. Oh, we have another. I'm glad you brought that up because guess what happened just the other day? That's right. Another Norfolk Southern train carrying hazardous chemicals crashed near Detroit. Just a week after the derailment caused toxic leak exodus from East Palestine, Ohio. Let's not forget the plastics uh, corporation that's on fire in Florida right now as well. What is going on? Look, look, I know that I make a lot of fun of Amtrak on this show. Let's see. Uh, I got to text Ruby here. I'm gonna t- I told her to let the landline charge and see if that'll work. Uh, let's see. Uh, a Norfolk Southern train carrying at least one car of hazardous materials derailed outside of Detroit, so it's going to do like tens of dollars of damage. Oh, no. This might clean up the water in Flint. Um. Put down your tinfoil hat, shit happens. Well, here's the thing. I make fun of Amtrak for derailing all the time. You can set your watch to it pretty much. These are, this is becoming a problem, all the, the, these train derailments. And the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, who's in charge of it, wants to either blame the previous administration or white men. He blamed the infrastructures of America on lazy white men. Our rail infrastructure is a shit pile and nobody wants to pay to upgrade it but have enough money to bitch about it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Look, look. They have these brakes on these cars. These railroad tracks are fucking old. I mean, they are old. And you wondered why I was so in favor of a pipeline. That Keystone Pipeline. Now, now let, let, let's play a little fun game here. Now, you know that uh, Warren Buffett was a major contributor to Joe Biden. And, and, and he can't be. I, I don't care who people give their money to. But when it's swarmy like this and it's his, uh, and I don't know if he were owns Norfolk, so I don't know, I, I don't know which rail line that, that uh, Warren Buffett owns, but his rail line is going to be the ones transporting all that oil that the Keystone Pipeline was going to be, you know, swishing about. Now his railroad company is in charge of it. Now I'm not going to say they colluded on that because they obviously did, um, but I, I, it, what happens when one of those goes down? I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo, pay me. Good 
morning, Alicia. I hope that you are having a wonderful Friday morning so far. Hang Time Mike says, let's go back to steam locomotives. Wait, we can't. California will waste all the water. Look, something has to be done. This is getting to be a joke. The train derailment after train derailment after train derailment. Hazardous chemical spill after hazardous chemical spill. I just, I find it. Uh, I, I can't even find this funny anymore because it's not funny. It, it, it's getting to be where it's it, it's dangerous. And, and, and those people, I got to tell you, those people that, that, that live in Palestine, Ohio, or even outside of Detroit, I don't understand why we're... It has to happen. And then this story came out yesterday that the Biden administration turned down Ohio's request for disaster assistance. FEMA continues to tell Governor DeWayne that Ohio is not eligible for assistance. Huh? Wait a second. They've had at least 4,000 fish die in their reservoirs. Or, or creeks and streams, wherever they are. Buffett owns Union Pacific. Okay, thank you, Battleborn. Between balloons and the trains, I swear there's a Batman villain at work here. Um, it's not eligible for disaster to help the community recover from a toxic spill. FEMA believed the incident didn't qualify as a traditional disaster, such as a tornado or a hurricane, for which it usually provides assistance. Those people need help. Now, this ain't a Republican, this ain't a Democrat thing. Some lady lost all her chickens. I don't know how many it was. I think it was like 20 chickens dead. 4,000 fish swamp fucking floated to the top of the water. Dead. People there are afraid to drink the water. They're afraid to go outside, even though the experts say, oh, it's fine now. They still don't want to go out there. And yet the federal government can't help these people out? Where, where do we live? I, I Look, look, look. If you want my you you want my scrape down bare bones truth here, let, let me just tell you this right now. I hate that 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 FEMA and the presidents and, and the governors will go to Hurricane Rip Florida all the damn time. They go there two, three times a year to see the damage that fucking hurricanes done. Or they go to California two or three times a year to see what the wildfires have done, and then they throw money at it. Now to me. That is a disaster. Of course it is. But this is horseshit. Yes, hello, Ruby. Hello? Now I can't hear you. Hello? Hello? That didn't work. (laughs) This is getting to be funny. Uh, Call failed. All right. Cancel. 
over here and try to call me back. Uh, but isn't this what FEMA's set up for? Federal Emergency Management Agency. There isn't more of an emergency than a toxic spill in the United States City. No, sorry, folks. Uh, Moose outside should have told you FEMA's not interested in this. Huh? Like, I, I saw this story yesterday, and I'm like, wait a second. What was that organization? What is what is this group even put up for? Yes, hello? Oh, my God. Should I just quit life today? <laughs> I wouldn't go quite that far. Holy cow. Man, oh, man, the powers that be didn't want you to be on. No, they didn't. But I you will find a them. way. You found a way. <laughs> So I'm talking right now about this, uh, this, this, the latest train derailment that just happened in Detroit, but we're talking oh. about the one that happened last week. And FEMA says they aren't going to help. Sure, of course not. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I'm lost here. This is where my stupidity, I, I need help from like smart people like you. Why is FEMA huh. not helping? Well, I mean, are they, they're not uh, going to consider this some kind of natural disaster? They're not no. going to. No, they said this does not rank as a tornado or a hurricane. No, but it classifies as poisoning people. I, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, like 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 all these all the, they found all these dead fish already, and they this lady lost all her chickens. I, I'm sitting there going, this is the definition of a natural disaster. Yeah, like an actual one. Like, I mean, we expect in places where we live, we expect earthquakes. We expect sure. hurricanes. We expect those things to happen. We don't expect a train to derail that's full of poisonous chemicals that then seep into our land and basically kill off all like our natural food sources and water supply. Mm -hmm. We don't expect that. Like, that's when your government is supposed to step in and help you is, is the unexpected. Right. And instead, what the government does is it continues this long running tradition, no matter who's in office. We're going to help people. And, and, and let me just say, earthquake people, wildfire people, hurricane people and tornado people, because I'm a tornado person because I live in Tornado Alley. We deserve to be helped as well. But these people deserve to be helped as well. I, I mean, when you live in an area that's known as Hurricane Alley and the government still gives you money, I kind of scratch my head about that, but I get it. This is the definition of an emergency. Right. And, and one that people are, like, legitimately not prepared for. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you, what do you do? You, you, you don't buy, like, you know, this isn't something you get the matches out and you get candles ready because the electricity's going out. You can't breathe. Right. I mean, that's, like, it's horrible. We're in fire area, so we have, uh, like, a whole bunch of shit pre-packed and ready so that if we have to evacuate, like, we've got our stuff ready and we can go. Like, we can prep for that. Mm -hmm. But these, I mean, this was, well, other than the fact that a Netflix movie was made, what, last year? Like, basically with the exact same scenario. Mm -hmm. There's no way for these people to know that this is coming. No, and, and and that that's the that's the hard part. How many trains a day do you think go by those people every day? Sure, right. And and, yeah. they, and it's just a way of life. It's just right. normal. normal. And then all of a sudden, one of them falls off the tracks and now is spewing hazardous chemicals in the air, killing livestock, killing fucking fish. 
But, hey, it's no big deal. Federal government's not here to help you. Right. Well, because it's uh, because the area is, you know, po- is poverty. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, I mean, honestly, like, at what point do they actually care about people who are struggling? They don't. They, they don't. They, well, the only time they care is when elections are around and we're, we're not close <laughs> enough to an election. Right, but they don't even really actually have to care at that point because at that point they just let in a whole bunch of people from other countries in order to get the votes that they need. Uh, then I imagine you'll enjoy hearing what Kamala Harris recently said about electric vehicles. Oh, please, no enlighten me. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. So, oh my God. so oh my God. electric cars are the only cars that you can charge your phone in? <laughs> oh, she gets better and better all the time. Are you there still? No, you cut out. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Uh, we're next to Norfolk now. Uh, we hear trains all day and night, at least 30 a day minimum. Of course, and you don't think anything of it. Like, oh, my God, free Wi-Fi is so well, is so known and secure. Yeah, you, you, cut, you cut out again. I know. This is silly. This is crazy. Um, so what happened to your, your, your landline? You just didn't charge the phone? No, there's like, okay, this thing is a real landline anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't plug into walls the way that they used to. So it's all, everything is through Wi-Fi. Everything. Oh, and your Wi-Fi is all screwed up today, huh? So if the Wi, yeah. So if the Wi-Fi isn't working, I get no cell service. I get no landline. I get no internet. I get nothing. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll hey, we'll just keep going as long as we can until <laughs> we get frustrated. And I'm not frustrated yet. Believe me, I've dealt with a lot worse fucking technical issues in an actual studio. So... No big deal here. Yes, uh, Kamala Harris decided to say the benefits of electric vehicles are that you can charge your cars in them. And you can charge your car in an electric vehicle? Uh, well, no, you can charge. I'm sorry, you can charge your phone. You can charge your phone in an electric vehicle. Sure. But see, So that's a benefit. Yeah, but I, I have a gas-powered Chevy that I can charge my truck. I can my charge car. my phone. I can charge my phone in my bed. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, you have one. I remember when those beds first came out at Sleep yep. Train. Yeah. Oh, I remember those. I mean, I don't because mm. I have an outlet in the wall right next to my bed that, like, I can charge my phone with that. But, I, yeah. Okay. So let's let's have everybody buy an electric vehicle mm-hmm. so that we can charge our phones. Right. 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 And uh, don't worry about like the the funny thing is that you're still in California and. Mm. You know, in 13 years, they're going to outlaw the sale of new gas cars mm-hmm. with really no, 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 no explanation otherwise than to say, well, we want to run on, on electric cars, but your power grid can't cover it. No, it can't. 39 million people in the state. Let's say you got 20 million drivers. So 20 million, car, about, about 5 million cars all charging on that. No. Mm, right, but California just likes to borrow everything from everybody else and mm-hmm. then charge their residents up the Wahoo. So they'll figure out a way to just borrow energy from someone else and then charge us more than we can afford. And it's their way of getting out 
you know, the middle class, basically getting out the poor. And then it's just the one percenters that mm -hmm. get to live in this place. And then the, the other ones, well, they just get to, you know, work hard and, and supply the one percenters with everything right. the one percenters need. Right. Um, we're going we're to do those stories now that I sent you because you and I are both fired up right now. Which one mm. would you like to do first? Would you like to do the bullying story I sent you this morning or the words and harmful phrases that they want to get rid of? I got to tell you something. After I read the words and the harmful phrases, like I really, not only was I frustrated and irritated about the words and the harmful phrases and like the whole concept of that, but I was really frustrated that I lost that time of my life. Like I sat there and I was like, I'm never going to get that fucking time back. Like that, I felt, I felt like you took like, a majority of my college education out of my brain mm -hmm. and which I'm still paying for, by the way, well, God bless and, you. and I'm, and I'm never going to get it back. Like I was angry. I was really angry about that. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we'll, we'll go talk over about the words. We'll, let's we'll, talk about the words. Yeah. Let's talk about the words because see, you're in an interesting position right now. You have two small children. Uh, mm -hmm. You and your husband, salt of the earth people. I, I, I love you both. I, I love I, I love you more, obviously, because I know you more. But I love your husband <laughs> as well. He's a good man. And you've got a couple of great kids. And I want to know, first, before we get into this, how are you preparing yourself for when they really, really are both in the real world? Like in school and you have to deal with other parents. It's so scary, Arnie. It's, I mean, it, it's so scary. So we've, I mean, Cannon's in school. He's in first grade. Okay. Um, and we have made a decision to put him in a private school. Um, but don't worry. We still pay for our public education school system. Right. So we pay, we pay double here in California. Um, so we put him in private school, not because that was like our original plan in life, but because basically like when COVID happened, um, we, we were like, absolutely not. I'm not putting a mask over my kid's face and sticking him behind plexiglass for his first experience at school or any experience at, at school for that matter. So um, we, we put him in a private school and they are privately owned and they, um, bless their hearts, they can kind of, for the most part, like do, do what they want. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are, there's some guidelines that they have to follow and they do. Right. So we've been really lucky that we don't run up against a whole lot of stuff. Um, a whole lot of the garbage, a lot of the garbage has been kind of, you know, pulled out and not practiced at this school if he were in the public education system uh in the area he would be surrounded by a lot of the stuff that we don't necessarily want our child learning about in school um that we would prefer to teach our children when oh. we feel the moment is right for our children to learn about those things um so i mean it's it's hard uh parents i haven't encountered any yet and I, I think I just consider myself lucky. And I guess I just yeah. sit here with anxiety wondering when the moment's going to happen. Right. Well, um, here's a question I have for you before we get into these words, because it's fascinating because I don't get a lot of parents, you know, that call in and, and our guests. Um, what do you think about this phenomenon that's happening? And, and it won't happen. At, hopefully it won't happen at your, your school. 
But this phenomenon that's happening where teachers are letting kids change their gender pronouns and not letting the parents in on it. No. No. <laughs> no. No. I, I, I find no. it to be fascinating that they're and, and the school districts are allowing it. Of course they are. If they don't, they don't get funded. Well, I mean, this is this is no longer about this isn't a, it's not about our kids. It's about money. It's about them getting funded. It's about them being socially accepted and, and acceptable. Right. The mm -hmm. PC way of everything so that you continue to get funded. And 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 it's really sad. It's it's because we're supposed to be the original, you know, baseline thought process of, of education and sending kids to school and all of that is is raising the next generation of good people. Mm -hmm. Right. And we are no longer focused on that being the, the primary focus. It's how do we keep uh, the the highest number of butts in chairs so that we continue to get funded? Like that's the primary focus now. So we will placate everything in order to keep the butts in chairs and get funded. Interesting. Uh, you, you said uh, you're firstborn. Uh, by the way, looks great in the Troy Aikman jersey. Fantastic. Right? I mean, that 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 just warmed my heart like no others when I saw that picture. Um, I I, I want to go back to the story from a few weeks ago where the teacher was shot by a six year old. Oh my god. Um. And the, the, the school was warned three times that day that the kid had a gun. The kid had behavioral issues of to where he couldn't go to school unless a parent was there. And lo and behold, the day that he shot the teacher, parent was there. I, I mean, it, you and I, you're not as old as me, thank God. But you and I didn't never had to deal with, like, school shootings. Like, we never had to worry about what's that like as a parent now and the, the, the social media bullying we we've got a great story about bullying coming up as well but how, how do you deal with that yeah i mean like my heart races every day when i drop my kid off at school wow. like and, and and here's the other thing that's fucking a trip man it's such a trip when when i was in elementary school you know you there the campuses were not there were no gates like that you the campuses were not locked no. right like i i walked to school 30 minutes which i know this is not like a big thing like wow 30 minutes but like i walked to school 30 minutes by myself sure. or with with another friend who was my age like there was no there was no like call me when you get there like that wasn't an option right like mm -hmm. you would get a, your parents would get a call if you weren't in class right but like otherwise it was safe to say you arrived like now I I walk my child to his classroom door every morning. Mm -hmm. yeah, every morning. I, mean, I walk him to his desk and give him a hug at his chair. And then I leave. And there are digital coded locks on every door to the building where the children are. And parents don't have the code. The only people that have the codes are, you know, administration and teachers. And And I leave. And when I leave, that door closes behind me and it locks. See, I, I think that that's a great start to this whole solution. I, I personally believe there should only be one way into school. I, all the doors can open out if there's a fire to where everybody can yeah. get out. But all yeah. the, you can't open the doors from the outside. Let, let's lock down schools. I'm sorry to say it, but if this is becoming such a nuisance and everybody wants to go after guns and then they talk about mental health, the one thing they don't ever look at is the actual security of the school. And I'm happy to hear that that school that... 
your your son goes to has some some great security measures. Yeah, they do. I mean, but like, could we just could we just like focus on the fact that that's even a an issue? Yeah. Like what? Like it's disgusting. It's it disgusting is. that that's even an issue. And, and and here's the thing. I don't. I was watching this uh, this uh, this uh, congressman Chip Roy. He's out of Louisiana. And he was talking about when people came back from World War II, because his father was in World War II, there were guns everywhere. People, he said that the, the high school he went to, everybody had a truck and everybody had a rifle in the, in the back of the truck. I remember growing up here in Texas, we had rifles in the back of trucks all the time. And there were no school shootings. What the fuck has happened? I have no, I have no idea. I mean, like, I listen, I didn't grow up in a household with guns. Um because it just wasn't part of like my dad's upbringing. Right. Like, so, um, I, I don't, I don't personally have anything against it. I think if you're a responsible gun owner, then, then great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if it's the fact that we just have visual access to everything now. So like now kids are able to gain more knowledge or they're more curious so they can go online and they can watch videos or they can sit like, I don't know if it, if it really is this whole digital world and instantaneous access to everything. If that's what is uh, like stemming the curiosity more that, that then, you know, feeds into, oh, okay, well, that's how it's done. So now I'm just going to go move forward with it. Right. And that can be about anything, not just guns. Right. Sure. Um, so I, I don't know if it's just like having, you know, everything at our fingertips so quickly and so easily, if, if that's, you know, what's perpetuated all of this, but like, I don't know. I think the thing is like the the thing that's hard for me to digest is like wh- like how are these kids even getting access to these guns? Like why are they not mm-hmm. locked up? Yeah, I mean, why I are mean, they not locked up? Well, how see, does your six year old get your gun? Yeah, because you're a terrible person. And 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 I think there's an easy solution to what you were talking about. How everything is at the tip of your fingers. And this isn't going to be very popular. And people are going to yell at me for this. Here's the way. Parents need to do their job and control the computer. Turn 100%. the fucking computer off. hundred percent. I mean, I, I, have you have you even given thought to yet? I, I know he's only in first grade. How old will he be able to be before he gets a social media account? Oh hell no. I I, I mean, I honestly, I'm, I'm asking because I, I've said this before, and people have written me, and they're like, well. Uh, the, the, the kids have to have social media accounts, otherwise they won't be socially accepted and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, do you want a socially accepted kid or do you want a dead kid? Sure, of course. So um, if, if Devin was sitting here, Devin would be like, never. He'll never have one. As long as he's under my roof, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And and Devin doesn't have them. And and he doesn't, he doesn't, he can't stand social media, like period, point blank. He doesn't have a single account. He never has. Um, and that's, that's fine. That works for him. Mm -hmm. I have them. It's a great way for me to keep in contact with some people. I, I don't utilize them. Like they're not my life. I don't, I don't focus on them. I don't identify my, I'm sorry. I don't like quantify my success or my acceptance because of my social media accounts. Like that's not why I have them. Um, I don't, I think that, I think the, I think the main thing is I don't have an age for you, Arnie, because I don't even know, like when Canon's, you know, a little bit older, like I don't, 
like his friends aren't talking about that right now, right? So Good. like they're focused on like Minecraft and and you know Pokemon and whatever. So like that's what I'm up against. But like when he starts talking to me about social media, I think before we even ever like would consider an account, like it's my responsibility to make sure that we've laid a, a healthy foundation about about what is healthy in social media and what is not healthy right like mm -hmm. this is the uh, this is what happens when social media becomes unhealthy this is how you can utilize it in a healthy way like i have to make sure that i have those conversations first and that i believe that like he has a true understanding and a good foundation before any kind of account is set up i pray to god that like that's not even a thing i i mean I'll probably get shunned for this, but like by that time for me with my kids, I hope Facebook is shut down and I used to work there. So like, yeah. I understand that there are benefits to some of that, but like, there's a whole lot of garbage attached to it too. And at that point, I just hope this whole social media phenomenon is like gone and done. And maybe that's me pulling the blanket over my head, but like, I'm exhausted of it. Oh, I'm really exhausted of it. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm on, I, I'm on pretty much everything, you know, to help promote the show and things like that. If I didn't have to promote the show, I wouldn't be on TikTok for sure. Uh, I wouldn't be on Instagram. I'd barely have a Facebook account if I was a regular person, just for the fact that uh, I live a mile away from my best friend in the entire world now, and if I need to get a hold of him, I call him. Sure, so I, I, I'm good to go. Uh, social media has. This has been a a. It's been a wild experiment to watch, to, mm -hmm. to, to watch it as it first started and people were connecting. And I thought it was great because I was connecting to friends in Texas and I thought it was fantastic. But to see what it's turned into it is just, ugh, it, it's kind of gross. Well, and like what it's doing to our youth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, listen, we already have enough pressure just from being human, right? Like with, let's turn off the computers for a hot minute let's turn off our phones for a hot minute and like just sit in a, i mean i dare people just sit in a room with you know 10 other people that are not like-minded and and don't feel don't feel social pressure just try like first of all people will be crawling out of their skin without some kind of technology in the room oh with god them. yeah but <laughs> then like of course you're gonna sit there with 10 other people that are di you know different than you and you're gonna feel some kind of you know um anxiety or social pressure or i'm not good enough or oh gosh i don't look like that right and mm -hmm. that's just normal baseline human stuff right now you add social media on top of it and like what are what kind of lack of success are we setting our our next generation up with when like literally we cannot get away from you know, you don't look like this. You mm -hmm. need to take this drug to feel this way. You know, you need to buy the latest XYZ. Like, why don't you have an iPhone 27 yet? You know, like the pressure that we're putting on ourselves mm -hmm. and our kids, you know, because we have all this stuff in our face 24 seven is, is absolutely unreal. And like, I can't, I can't keep up with it. No. What's it, it going to be like in three years when Canon is ready for this mm -hmm. kind of stuff? Like, my God, what am I going to have to supply this kid in order to just be like baseline with everyone else? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you teach them, maybe you're not like everybody else. You don't have to be baseline like them. We're going to raise you the right way. 
And if you want social media, you can get it when you move out. I mean, look, look it, 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 it's a hard pill to swallow, but you know what? And there's going to be a lot of parents out there. And I, I look, I already get it. I get the idea that you're competing against other kids, and, and, and that's the way that we've turned it. And it, it's been that way for a long time with birthday parties and all that kind of shit. But now we've got it to the social media where it's like you, your kids are expected to have so many followers and they're expected to so, do so many videos. It's like, no, how about we teach them how to read and write first? And, and, yeah. and how about you we know teach they're getting them cursive? Rid of cursive? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, look, if we if we were to turn everything into cursive and then had stick shifts only to drive, the younger generation <laughs> would be fucked. They wouldn't understand how to write and they wouldn't understand how to fucking drive at all. No, they wouldn't. I mean, my kid, he, you know, he's seven, and he and he is starting to learn how to write cursive, which is like insane. I don't, I don't remember. I learned it in like, I don't even know, like sixth grade. I don't even know. Anyway, he's like super stoked about cursive, and he's like, "Yeah, we want to learn how to write cursive and read cursive." And then I, I read like that they're that they're getting rid of it completely, and I'm like, "This is absolutely insane." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're getting rid of writing. I mean, one of the one of the staples of reading, writing, and arithmetic. Wait. I mean, they already fucked up math by saying one plus one can equal five. So let, oh let, let's let's fuck up writing as well. Um, uh, let's get to these words because as I'm looking at this list, it's just making me laugh. So um, the first harmful word that we need to get rid of, and I'm going to give you the word, the context, and what the replacement should be. The first word is alien. Context right. is it's xenophobic, anti-immigrant, and militaristic. The correct term to use is non-endemic species, newly arrived species, non-indigenous species, introduced species, nuanced species. Could you imagine people saying that out loud in a sentence? Hey, look, there's another illegal non-endemic species crossing the border. Right. I just like I don't even want to sit I don't want to listen to that sentence, let alone say it out loud. <laughs> hey, look, there's some illegal newly arrived species. Right. <laughs> I love the stupidity that's happening in our world so much. All because right. the word was deemed harmful. Mm -hmm. So what what is it about alien that's harmful? So here's the thing. Like when you think about the word alien, like in my brain, what happens is this little green guy comes out, right? right. And and so and I'm I actually like giggle. I'm not I'm not, I don't feel harmful, but like I, I'm like, oh, it's a little alien, right? Mm -hmm. And and so it's like then then what we've done is we've we've attached feelings and i am like the number one like feeling driven person in the world probably so that's so funny for me to talk about you know not having feelings mm -hmm. but what we've done is we've attached we've personalized it we've attached feelings to the word alien in order to make it harmful but if you if you take your feelings away from these words like where's the harm oh i, I Look, but I have three rules. Well, we have ten rules of the show, but the, the first three are the, the Bibles of the show. It's consistency, logic, and fuck your feelings. 
Sure. And 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 when it comes to things, and I understand there's a lot of people like you that live on feelings and things like that. But see, there are not like a lot of people like you because you can separate your feelings from what the truth is. You know, a lot of people get their feelings and they 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 wrap their feelings around everything that they are. Right. And when their feelings get hurt, they think that you're coming out. I'm not coming after you. I'm I, I don't care about your feelings. Honestly, I mean, I, I mean, I, I care about some people's feelings, but people I don't know, I don't give a fuck about their feelings. And if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. And if it upsets you or hurts your feelings, well, that's on you. But that goes back to that thing you were talking about yesterday, which was what personal, personal uh, responsibility, 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 but more so accountability. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, yeah, that goes back to being accountable for choosing how you feel mm -hmm. because you could choose to feel differently. Oh, uh, look, when, when it comes to feeling and choosing now, now it's like. Uh, it, it, and look, we'll talk about the trans movement in a little bit, but it, it, it's just the, the feelings that are overrunning our world right now need to just stop mm. Be, because China doesn't give a fuck about feelings. Russia don't give no fucks about feelings. The Middle Eastern terrorists don't give shits about feelings. So what you going to do when they come, come and pound it on you? You can go, oh, you're hurting my feelings. Well, we're going to decapitate you. So you have sure. no feelings. Uh, next word that has been deemed harmful. Blind. <laughs> the context is it's a disability metaphor. The replacement term is awareness. Oh, Stevie Wonder, he's awareness. That doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And also, like, you can, you, it depends on the context in which you're using the word. If you say that guy is blind, it is, and it's a disability metaphor, it is. It yeah. is because you're actually talking about his disability. What? How is it harmful? Like that's a legitimate disability. Ray how is that was... a harmful word? What are you going to say? Oh, that guy is awareness. Yeah. Well, but but see, this is this goes to this whole thing where we're changing the lexicon because now I have to read stories sometimes three or four times through because they use their chosen gender terms. So instead of saying he or him, they say they in there, and it makes no sentence. Like, 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 they wash their, their hands. Well, huh? You're talking about one person. How can they be a they? The, they is plural. Right. And they fucked everything up. <laughs> um, all right, next one is citizen science. I don't even know what this is. I, I've never heard that phrase. But uh, the context is citizen science is harmful to non-citizens who are excluded by the language. The proper terms now to use are participant science or community science because because people are upset that you're not a citizen <laughs> I, I, I mean, i'm with you i i want i want this time back in my life right i think this was right about the point where i was like what where's my brain hurts uh oh let's see uh let's see uh gypsy we'll, we'll flip around because not all of them are uh, um gypsy no that is a racial slur used to incite violence against Romani people. The replacement term, those people are spongy moths. 
Yeah, right. Okay, I dare you to walk up to a gypsy and call them a spongy moth instead of calling them a gypsy. Like, all this does for me is, like, peaky blinders, right? Yes. Like, yeah, go ahead. Call a gypsy a spongy moth and see if you're alive in 15 seconds. Dude, they're going to take their damn hat off with the razor blade and slash you in the face. Right. Do it. <laughs> like, you're going to replace it, the word gypsy with something that is even more insulting. Yeah, yeah, you're a spongy moth. Yeah. What the fuck well, does that even yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh, man, woman. We have to get rid of man, woman. Because oh, this it's was one of my favorites. Highly anthro, uh, anthropomorphic. I don't even know what that word means. Basis towards men or male traits. Use male or female, human. Yeah. Okay, so this one was fun because this one says that man or woman is harmful, yes, right? And it's right. because it's biased towards men or male, right? Because mm -hmm. the word man is right. attached to woof. Say or it. Man. Just okay, say it. So you're supposed to use male or female, but that doesn't make any sense because male is attached to the word female. So it's replicating the, the same bias. Correct the mundo. So it doesn't make any sense. And then if you look down at the bottom of the list, like five more down, the words male and female are harmful terms. <laughs> Hold on, dude. You just told me five seconds ago to use the words male and female to replace man and woman. But now you're telling me that I can't use the words male and female. And instead, I have to use the words... Is this fun? Are we doing it? Yeah. Sperm is... producing or egg producing. Or XY, or X, 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 y, individual. X, X individual. Uh, sure. I, I just posted the list on Mixler so people can, can go over there and click on this. That is so funny because I, I didn't even look down to see that. The words, oh. that, the harmful words to replace with are now harmful. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. I wish you could have heard me last night when I was reading this. <laughs> Honest uh, to God. Uh, let's see. Survival of the fittest. Got to get rid of that phrase. Right. We're, we're going to change because, it. Uh, because of uh, it, 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 it's ableism and social Darwinism. Now we have to say natural selection or survival differences. But it's not natural selection. It's not natural. It's it's whoever is the fittest will survive. Yes. It's not like what. And what are we being mean to people who aren't fit? If that hurts your feelings, go get fucking fit. <laughs> like uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> if 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 I'm in a game and and we're playing football and it's survival of the fittest and and I don't win because I'm not fit and that hurts my feelings then go get fucking fit oh oh believe me uh after this list remember there's a whole other story about them wanting to get rid of the word fitness we'll we'll talk about oh. this yeah um let's see um hermaphrodite you got to get rid of that it's a derogatory term even though it's a scientific term used to cause harm to the intersex and trans individuals Right. I'm, I'm not trying to harm you and and what you want to choose to do with your body. Hermaphrodite is actually 
that that happened like naturally yes. happens yeah that's when you're born like, with both yeah that's that's that actually happens like on its own for the other option you're you're choosing to go do that with your body which right. if that's your choice go that knock yourself out like mm -hmm. go for it yeah just but, don't tell me about it and don't don't make me call you weird pronouns what the fuck the the zims the zaps the zibs the zobs it's he or she. Come on now. It's he or she. The end. Um, all right. Next. This next one is my favorite. It is my absolute favorite because there's such a red flag here. The term that we need to get rid of because it's harmful is Indian. Mm -hmm. A discriminatory racist term used to describe indigenous people. So we're to call them indigenous. Um. Mm -hmm. What about the fine folks from India? I, uh, thank you. Last night, that's exactly what I said. I said, what do I call people who, who live in India? I, I, call, them in, I, I call them Indian. Well, no, no, you have and to call then, them indigenous. And then people who, who were here, you know, I, I, or, you know, whatever, I call them Native American. I thought we were supposed to say that. Oh, they, they, keep, they change can't it. keep up. They, oh, yeah, they keep changing it all the time. They, they, the Native Americans, you can't call them that. Look, look, this is what I call. I, I'll say Indian, and I'll either say casino or 7-Eleven. That's the easiest way to break up the that, you know? <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, mother-father. Terms we need I, to get rid of. No. No. <laughs> These terms no. perpetuate a non-universal heteronormative uh, and cis-normative view of parenting and birthing process. Hmm? You're supposed to use parent, egg donor, or sperm donor. Okay, so fuck this, first of all. Happy and, sperm donor day. Yeah, second of all, it's, all I was in my brain last night was, have you seen that episode of, what is it, is it Family, who's Stewie? Stewie's on Family, family Guy, yeah. is that right? No. Yeah. Family Guy, yes. Yeah. Yeah, where he's like, mom, mom, mommy, mom, mommy, Lois, mom, mom, mm -hmm. mommy. All I can see is a little kid pulling on their parent. Egg donor, egg donor, egg donor, egg donor, egg donor. Like, uh, okay, so here's the thing. Like, if you, if you don't want to be called mother or you don't want to be called father, then, then fine. We don't have to get rid of these words that have existed for a grip of time. We could just add your words into the mix because like, I'm not offended by being called mom. No, no. I, and it, there it, are even some women who were not the, the egg donor, right? Mm -hmm. And they are called mom and they're not offended by being called mom. Oh, so God. like, if you want to be called something else, that, that's fine. That's your choice. Let's just add your word into the mix. Mm. But why are we taking away all these other words? Because you know what? You know what's so funny about that is that you could you could say that exact same phrase for, and, and I like to talk about this a lot, the environmental movement. Why are we taking away shit that works and replacing it with stuff that we don't know if it's going to work or if it's going to be cheap enough to work? If that's your prerogative to drive an electric car, more power to you. But this idea that we have to change everything 
for stuff that we don't know if it's going to work or not. Because I can tell, and by the way, I can tell you right now, egg donor is not going to work. You, no. If I were to call my father, hey, hey, sperm donor, he would have hit me in the face. I'm just going to say, you would have gotten backhanded. Oh, absolutely. I would have been I, a sperm donor. I mean, yeah, because you want your eight-year-old to be using the word sperm. I, I, fucking genius. Next term. This one, this one's the best. This one's great. We got to get rid of the term noose. The term associated with anti-black violence and lynching. We're gonna change it. We're gonna change it to lasso. Right, right. Because a lasso is what you use on a fucking animal. So now, are you saying that people who have been lynched were animals? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're doing? You're calling them animals? Well, and 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 I love how the term is associated with anti-black violence and lynching. This is my favorite, is that, that we're not to think that white people were not hung. You know that right. Wyatt Earp, Wyatt Earp, the, one of the greatest lawmen in the history of the West, was scheduled to be hung in Arkansas because he was a horse thief. Now... I, I don't have a history book in front of me, but I do know that Wyatt Earp was white. So white people were hung as well. And a lasso is something completely different than mm-hmm. a noose. Oh, and, and, and the list just keeps going. Race. We have to get rid of the word race. Perpetuates the idea that human race is a biological rather than social construct when used to describe non-human subspecies. Instead of saying the word race, we use population, subspecies, or ecotype. Oh, oh, ver- oh the next one was my favorite. Oh, the, oh okay. But um, mm-hmm. can you imagine uh, fill, going to the DMV or filling out a form and it, you have to fill out, what's your subspecies? Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, My I don't, answer is I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? I don't. I don't. I'm like, huh? And what about a foot race? Do we call it now a foot subspecies? Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, the next one is virgin. I can't. I just can't. A social construct that reinforces heteropatriarchal norms. Now, is it me, or does it seem like they're just making words up? Like, <laughs> heteropatriarchal. Uh, uh, you, you can't put those words together. The patriarch is already known as the hetero. You can't put those things together. It confuses dumb people like me. Um, the term to use instead of virgin is unmated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 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 Like an unmated, hey, kissed for the very first time. Boy, that song does not work. That is not a hit. Yeah. No, and here's the other thing. Like, there is something, um, I mean, I guess it depends on what age you are, right? Where, mm-hmm. like, you could be made fun of for being a virgin or whatever. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, when you're not that asshole, like, 15, 16, 17-year-old or however right. old, making fun of people, um, there's something, like, pure and and good about being a virgin, right? Sure. Like, oh, there, yeah. there used to be. Like, so, so let's 
let's try to find that same feeling of, of pure and good attached to the word unmated. <laughs> let's, let's try to have that. And I get it. It's feeling, this is feeling related, but like when you, if you were to look at me and be like, Oh, she's a unmated. Mm -hmm. Do you know well, how that makes me feel? It makes me feel like rejected. Yeah. Not good enough. Not chosen. Right? It's like, like you're wearing the scarlet letter. Shit. And yeah. like in the world of today, if you say that to like a kid in high school or junior high, like they're likely to feel like they're being bullied mm -hmm. with that. And then, then we go down a rabbit hole. Right? So like, could we not touch this one? Could we leave Virgin <laughs> alone? Like... I think it's just hysterical that they want to get this. The unmated Jesus's mother, the unmated Mary. <laughs> yeah, I think the Catholics are going to love that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. These, and these people are serious with this list. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, another word, and, and look, I'm only going to do a couple more because, uh, well, I got like four more to do. Uh, discover. We need to get rid of the word discover or discovery. Why? Because it erases the long-standing, detailed ecological knowledge of indigenous communities that have been involved with local environments and ecosystems before colonialism and Western science. No, it doesn't. We need to return or re replace them with identified and described. Shut up. I, I just want to, you know, I want to go to one of these meetings where these people are coming up with this and just open the door and go, shut the fuck up, and then slam the door and leave. Man, dis we have to get rid of the word discover. I guess what? The indigenous people discovered a whole bunch of shit, too. Can't say that. They, yeah. they identified just, it. They identified they it. Identified. Now, damn it, Ruby, we're going, we're going to learn to use these words. Yeah, I'll tell you how that goes. <laughs> the next word is harem. It per per perpetuates offensive stereotypes of human cultures, particularly those of the Middle East, and invokes a sexualized human power structure in which women are assumed to be subjected to men, subjugated to men. Instead, we should call them a mating group or a polygny, or we'll just stick with mating group. Now we're messing with other people's words. I mean, right? Come his on. mating group isn't offensive. Now I will have to say that this next one is my favorite because of the lies that are perpetrated with this word. The next word is master. It perpetuates harmful stereotypes and connotations to the enslavement of people or color, and normalizes language impacted. Uh, with slavery and enslaved people. Instead, we should use primary, main document, primary, equisite. Uh, and where this stems from, and, and you're going to see a lot of home builders that have already started doing this, they're getting rid of the master bedroom. Now, do you know the history of the phrase master bedroom? Ruby. Uh I, re I know I've been told it before, but I don't remember. I remember it because I just uh, recently watched something about this. The master bedroom has nothing, and I mean nothing, to do with slavery. The term first appeared in the Sears catalog in 1923 when you were able to buy a house from Sears. 
That's the first time the phrase master bedroom was in 1923. I don't think there was any slavery going on in America, legally at least. So we're going to get rid of phrases and words because they might hurt somebody's feelings from 200 years ago. Those people are all dead. Well, and it's also, Arnie, because they're choosing to, they're choosing um, a specific uh, um, event to attach to the word. Like, you can think of the word master and not think of slavery. Sure. I, I mean, it's very possible. I mean, I, I'm thinking, I'm looking at this going, I guess I must be a primary baiter then. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we got to get rid of it. I mean, yeah. Well, I was, I was primary, uh, I was, <laughs> I was primary baiting the other day, and uh, man, oh man, my mom walked in the room. It was weird. Yep. Oh God Almighty. Um, now I'm gonna do one more word, and then we're gonna switch over to fitness, and then we've got this great story. We're not taking a break because I, I'm not, cha- I'm not chancing our phone connection again. <laughs> Um, the last word, well, this one bothers me a lot. The last word that they want to get rid of in our lexicon is rape. It equates rape with a reproductive strategy rather than a violent and traumatic act, which can lead to dangerous misconceptions that is a natural behavior. And the use of the term forces survivors to be confronted with what is traumatic. Instead, we're going to use forced copulation. No. No. Mm-mm. And and here's the reason why. Is I don't want to uh, I don't want to have a, a prison full of forced copulators because that's what we'll have to refer to them. I want them to wear that scarlet letter of R on their chest. That everybody knows that they are a sick de- degenerate person that raped somebody. And Real quick, the survivors, they don't have to hear the word rape to still be confronted with a traumatic situation. Are we going to get rid of smells? Because smells can lead to remembering traumatic situations. We're going to get rid of that? What, what else do we need to get rid of to make everybody feel better? I, I don't know. I'm lost. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't I don't get I don't, it. I don't like this one. I mean, like I don't like it for multiple reasons. Like I don't I don't like the word rape. So I I would love to never hear it again. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I just don't like it. Um, but I don't want to substitute it with forced copulation. Um, because to me, that actually feels more like um just the forced part i think of it just mm-hmm. it just it feels more intense when you say forced right but for me um but i don't equate rape with a reproductive strategy no no it's like, not i don't know who equates rape with a reproductive like i don't think i don't know who would sit there and go okay, so there's a rapist and this rapist is definitely thinking of a way to reproduce. Like usually, and maybe I'm, this isn't fair to say, but like I I would think that it's not necessarily about reproducing. It's about, you know, the power attached to it. That's exactly what it is. That's what rape, rape's not about sex. 
It's definitely not about reproduction. It's about power and and having power over someone. And right, and I don't know anyone who actually would think. I mean, other than maybe a rapist themselves, like who would actually think that this is that rape is a natural behavior. Like, why why would you think that? I mean, what are we not teaching people where they would think that rape is a natural behavior? Like. Does, you know, does that make sense? No, it does. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but what you're saying does make sense because we should not teach that rape is normal. Then we need to right. teach that murder is normal. And we need to right. teach that all these crimes are normal. And then once we normalize them, guess what? We can decriminalize them, and then everybody can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. It, it, it's so maddening. I, I can't find what they say about, because this story that about fitness is the same, pretty much the same words. I can't find fitness. I guess fitness makes fat people feel bad. And, and, and God forbid we make people who have gotten fat feel bad. As a fellow fat person, uh, I don't feel bad about people that are in shape. I think they're wasting their time. The, the opening of my next stand-up show, I'm going to walk on stage and I'm going to go, there is no greater feeling waking up in the morning than knowing you don't have to go to the gym. Mm. That, that, there's never been a truer statement, man. When people have their days off at the gym, they wake up in a much better mood. And that's the way I wake up every morning. But I'm usually in a bad mood, so there you go. Now, I mean, I'd rather them get rid of the term morbidly obese yeah. than fitness. Oh, I, I, look, 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 I don't want to get rid of anything. And, and here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. You have to deal with certain things in your life that are obstacles. And if, if you're somebody who is morbidly obese and somebody calls you that, that's an obstacle that you either need to embrace, which I've embraced being fat. I, I, I don't care. Um, you you want to come after me and you want to call me fat names, you're going to lose that name calling war because I accepted that a long time ago. There's nothing sure. you can say that I've never heard before about my fatness. So now it's on. Now I'm going to eviscerate you. And I think if people were to, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say be more like me, but understand that if you embrace your shortcomings, nobody can ever hurt you with them. And that was a lesson my dad taught me when I was eight. I, I came in and I, I told my dad I'm fat, and my dad looked at me and he goes, you're fat. He goes, either do something about it or deal with it. And I learned how to deal with it. Right. But... <clears throat> Oh, well. Now, our next one here, <clears throat> next story here. Well, before we get to the next story, did you see the story about John Fetterman? You know who John mm. Fetterman is, right? Uh, can I say no? Now, John Fetterman is the idiot they elected in Pennsylvania, the guy who had a stroke, the guy who beat Dr. Oz in the election. Oh, okay. Uh, last week, he was checked into the hospital because he was short of breath. Well, he just checked himself in yesterday to Walter Reed, to receive treatment for clinical depression. Um, why are we electing people that have clinical depression? Uh, because you you can't not. That's discrimination. Well. It's a protected. I'm sorry. I mean, being from a HR perspective, it's mm -hmm. a protected disability. Okay. But, but as a senator of the United States, I, I have a problem with. Somebody who has, I, I, I've been deemed clinically depressed. I mean, I had my stint in the nut house, and, and, and I understand it better than a lot of people do, the clinical depression. But if this guy is so bad, why is he running for office? 
I mean, that hey. was the last thing that I wanted to do. I didn't even want to go do the morning show that I was on when I had my clinical depression. I wanted to die. And now we have a guy in office who'd rather die than be in office. Right. Uh, unbelievable. The, the, our country is so unbelievable right now. Um, all right. Students uh, in New Jersey have had enough, and they're standing up to the school board because of bullies. Um, they say that a 14-year-old girl was driven to suicide, uh, and the kids are all driven to self-harm as the staff turn a blind eye to their tormentors. Now, you're, you're, you're a mom. I want to know where you stand on the world of bullying. Um, so there's like, there's like two parts of, of me to this. So, uh, well, it's probably more, but, um, I think there's a component of the, the bully stuff that is a bit, a bit much. And it's like, you know, at what point do we not, do we choose to not be a victim? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I, I battle with that, right? Like, okay, but don't be a victim to how people are treating you, right? Mm -hmm. Stand up for yourself. Okay, but what does that mean? Because these days, like, what are we allowed to do and not allowed to do without repercussion, right? Because, I mean, like, you can hardly parent your kid without being terrified of someone calling, you know, on you. So, um, so there's that. Like, I think, I think the word bully has um, been, I mean, kind of like overused. Um, but Agreed. then there's the other side of it where like I, I was bullied, if I want to use that term. Um, back then it was like, you know, picked on. Um, you know, like I, I sat in, in Spanish class and there was a girl that sat behind me, you know, spitting spit wads into the back of my hair the entire class. Um, and and hitting me on the side of the face and for no reason she didn't right. like me there were girls that would wait for me outside of my classroom at the end of the day to you know say they were going to beat me up they would drive past my house waiting until i got home like you know this stuff happened to me too um so i'm sensitive to it um the part that i don't love about this story in particular is blaming this like um, so the harm that these girl these people sorry the harm that these people are putting on themselves physically because of the bullying that's happening and and then it's like this lack of of like accountability right so like you don't and and again like i didn't cut myself i didn't turn to self-harm mm -hmm. right because i'm being picked on so i don't know what that feels like but like you have a choice not to do that you have a choice not to cut yourself. So there are other things that you can do to get somebody to step up and have your back or, you know, defend you or stop the bullying from happening other than harming yourself physically. So I, I don't know that there's a solution around mm -hmm. it. Like, Especially with these kids, they say that they did go to administration over and over and over again. And the parents said they went to administration over and over and over again, and they weren't doing anything about it. Well, this is this is where I stand. And and, and I'm a lot of people are going to be surprised uh, for the first part of this. You and I, we didn't have social media growing up. 
We we it, it wasn't really it it wasn't our thing growing up when we were in school. Um, I don't know, and as I said earlier, I I I don't know what it's like to be a parent now or a kid now going to school, having to worry about a school shooting because that was the last thing that we ever thought about. These kids now they and, and there's an easy solution for this, and I think you and your husband already picked it out perfectly. But see, the bullying continues now online. Mm-hmm. On social media and things like that, very easy solution to fix that. You turn the old computer off. That 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 that's one easy solution here. As I watch this video of this girl, and I'm not going to play the video of this girl losing her mind, yelling at the uh, school staff. Where, where's that anger? Where's that fired upness when the bully confronts you? You see. If we were to get rid of bullies in the world, the first thing we're going to have to do is make sure that everybody only has one child. Because you can no longer have an older brother or an older sister because those are the first lines of bullying. So one kid per person. And I'm here to tell you that bullying is needed in our society. Not the, and, and you said it best when you said bully has been used too often. When they say a group of six kids jumps a kid and stabs the kid to death, that's not bullying. That's murder. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, a, that's an assault. The, the bullying in the world needs to continue because we need to teach our kids they have to stand up for themselves. And if, there's no, if they don't stand up for themselves, these kids are learning a valuable, valuable lesson. And it, it's sad that they have to learn this lesson in school. But the truth of the matter is, is that you really can't count on anybody except yourself. Now, you can count on your husband, your wife, and your mom, and your dad. At least you think you can. But in that, in that dire moment when it's a bully confronting you for your lunch money, mom and dad ain't there, and the teachers ain't there. You either cower down and give them the money, or you fight them. Now, you're not going to win every fight. You're not going to maybe beat up that bully, but guess what? That bully doesn't fuck with you anymore because you're a hassle. And bullies are the biggest pussies out there. You stand up to a bully, he doesn't bother you anymore because you're too much of a hassle. You're willing to fight to keep your lunch money. And if we start outlawing bullying, it, I, 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 don't, I don't know what will happen because, you know, five years ago, I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine 20 years from now, not even that. Yeah, he's in first grade, so what, was he 17 in first grade? I don't know. I was like 18 in first grade. Um, but when he goes for his first job interview and your son goes, hey, mom, will you go to the job interview with me? Are you going to go with him? No. That's happening. Moms are yeah. going on job interviews with their sons. And if we don't teach them about bullying now, wait till they get to the real world. That's all I have to say, because the real world doesn't give a shit. You know, it, 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 you've worked at several places. I'm sure you've had bullies in those workplaces, and you've either stood up to them or you've gone to the boss, and the boss says, well, get the job done, because the boss don't care. He just wants the fucking job done. Right. But we're going to outlaw bullies now, so everybody, everybody's going to get along. Do you believe that? I mean, I, I do because we, because we live in a world of, of feelings, right? Like mm-hmm. exacerbated feelings. Yes. So I do, I do believe that that's on the table. I don't, 
I don't agree with it to an extent. Like, listen, this one's a struggle. Like, if someone is bullying my kid, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Of course like, you are. That's that's my that he is my soul. So like I like I there's a reason why they call us mama bears. Like <laughs> I, I will mama bear on someone's ass if they are if they hurt my kid. But it's also my son's responsibility to learn how to stand up for himself. And we have those conversations with Canon like regularly because I don't know what happens at school. I'm not there. And like, yes, sometimes I can go and I can volunteer and I can be there and I can observe these kids, you know, and, and whatever. But like, I'm not there on the daily basis. And so I don't know what happens. And you have to put a level of trust in, you know, the administration and, and making sure. But they don't even have enough eyes to watch all the kids mm. all the time. Right. So it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Someone's going to say something. Someone's going to do something. Right. And mm -hmm. it's up to, to parents, which is also kind of a scary thing because you have parents going to interviews with their grown ass kids, but it's up to parents to have these conversations with their kids regularly. And so we, we do, we talk to Canon about well, what happens if there's a kid that puts his hands, that puts their hands on you, what happens? Whoop that kid's you know? ass. And, and we, we tell Cannon, like, listen, you don't ever start a fight. You are never the first one to throw a punch. But if someone punches you, you have the right to defend yourself. Oh, absolutely. Hey, is you, Cannon listening right now? No, he's in the other room. Damn I can it. get him. Though. No, no, no. Just tell him this for me. I, I learned this in, in, in a prison movie. There's no such thing as a sucker punch because only suckers get punched. <laughs> very, very important to know that phrase. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. because, because you're absolutely right. Kids should be able to stand up for themselves. Usually it's always the second kid who gets in trouble because the first kid throws that damn punch. He gets hit and then the second kid ends up whooping his ass. And yeah. then the second kid gets in trouble. Well, yeah. well, not in my world. Not in my, not my world. Look, look, look here. This is different. Cowboys girl just wrote about girls that were bullying her, her daughter with guns and stuff outside. This is once again, one of those things that's not bullying. That's intimidation. That, 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 that's a lot different than bullying. It, and, and this is why I want to make this phrase so clear is bullying is needed in our society. Intimidation factors, people gunplay, that's not. No, no, no. That's not bullying. That's it's intimidating. Yeah. That's threats. That's yeah. like. I'm talking about the kid that comes up to your kid and wants his lunch money or the kid that's always picking on your kid because your kid's small. These are the kids that I'm talking about. Stand up to them. We need to stand up to bullies. And if we don't, we're going to be stepped on. Oh, it's so mad. There's a part in the story, too, that was like, uh, I don't remember all, all of it, but it was like, you know, well, they, they post these pictures of me on social media, and, and so that's considered being bullied, right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I get it. That fucking sucks, man. Like, I couldn't even imagine being a kid with social media being out there and, like, all of the choices that you have to make when you're a kid just to fit in, right, or be accepted, and, and the repercussions attached to those choices. Like, it's it's definitely a bigger struggle now than it was, like, for me, right? Mm -hmm. But how about the part of, like, don't do stupid shit? And those pictures won't be there. Bravo. Oh, you, like, you, you just how, walked how me perfectly. That? that right there, genius. You know, like, and maybe, maybe, there, I, I don't know how many people are out there that do this. But okay, so, like, for me, personally, like, 
I didn't really party very much when I was, you know, in, in high school. I went to them, you know, but I was designated driver. Like sure. I was the solid ride home for everyone. Right. And that was my choice. And that was my choice for several reasons. Um, but one of the reasons that that was my choice was because I noticed this like perpetual thing happening where parties would happen, people would make stupid decisions and choices. And then all of a sudden, when we all went back to school on Monday, you know, all of the chitter chatter would start and all of the rumors would start and all the comments underneath the breath would start. And they'd be saying these things about these girls that made these choices at these parties and talking bad. And and I just saw that. I observed that. And I was like, I don't want my name coming out of someone's mouth on Monday down the hallway and everyone's staring. Are you there? Oh, that was weird. That cut in. Am I on somebody else's phone now? Oh, man. Oh, man. Hopefully she'll call back. Uh, Fred says good morning, y'all. Let's see. Oh, that just died. Hello? Two failed calls. Uh, Ruben's calling from Detroit. Let's see. We'll try to call her. We didn't fully understand consequences. No. So what okay. happened was my husband got in my car and you uh-huh. you went on speaker in the car. Oh, ah, well, <laughs> hey, it was good talking to you, husband. Yeah. So, uh, so what... I don't know where I left off, but basically, like, I didn't want to be the girl being talked about on Monday at Mm -hmm. school, right? Because I made bad choices at a party. So I decided to stay sober, and I still had fun. And, like, my best friend would stay sober with me. And, like, you know, and so we still had fun, and I still attended these parties. But because it was more important to me to, like, to not be quote unquote bullied the following Monday for things that had happened. Like I, I just didn't participate in the drunkenness. Right. So don't do the dumb shit and the pictures won't surface. Well, and it's interesting because I'm glad you brought this up because this is the exact part that I wanted to talk about because I'm looking at a picture of this girl who said she had her pictures put on social media. She says she's been bullied since the seventh grade, and now she's in 11th grade. And I'm looking at her and her little friend here, and both of them have one, – one's wearing a shirt that has a pentagram and, like, a cat skull on it. The other one, the one that's been bullied, is wearing a hellfire goat skull hat with bright red hair and bright red eyebrows. And you you don't think you're going to get picked on wearing that shit at school. Right. I I, 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 I mean, mean, there are certain ways that I look at things and I go, look, you're just asking for it. I mean, if you want to wear that to school, go right ahead. But people are going to look at you and go, what are you, a devil worshiper or something? And then, of course, it's going to get stuck there that you're wearing a hellfire club and you've got a pentagram on your shirt. Well, the Hellfire Club shirt is straight from Stranger Things. And mm. these kids are the age of Stranger Things, right? right. So that, they're wearing the merchandise of the TV show that, you know, they like, which I get it, you know. And 
I mean, there's an, I think there's a component to this that's natural where like we, as kids, we just innately, you know, talk trash about how people look because they're different. They look different than us. Mm -hmm. Right. So like you had the goth kids and you had the nerdy kids and you had the super popular, you know, cheerleader jock kids. Right. And all those groups would talk shit about the other groups because they didn't look the same or they Mm -hmm. didn't act the same. Right. Like that's just like, as far as I'm concerned, that's normal shit talking kids teasing each other. Right. It's the above and beyond that that is that is what we need to get a grip on. You Absolutely. know, it's the social media blasting. It's you know the uh, the violent stuff. Like it's all of that. That that like you said, Arnie. Like that's not bullying. Mm-hmm. That's not actually bullying. That's actually like you know violent that is a that is a violent threat against your daughter with guns that is a violent violence when kids are beating the shit out of you know to the point where they die like that's murder right like yeah i mean the definition needs to be i think like tailed tailed in a little bit here like uh, i'm just gonna look look i was i was in one of those categories i i fit in in a lot of categories when i was in high school because i got along with a lot of people and i partied yep, and I was, me too i was the drunk guy at all the parties i i, I didn't care what people i i mean it, it was more of a badge of honor to show how much i could drink in high school than anybody else but i know that this girl right here i'm looking at this picture right here this girl would not have been fucking. We we ain't gonna beat her up, but this girl would have been teased incessantly at our school, incessantly. And is that right? No, but we have undeveloped brains at that age, and we're dick. Kids are dicks. We can both agree with that, right? Kids are yeah, dicks. Kids are asses, man. And and they don't know any better. A lot of times they're just speaking what they think in their undeveloped brains, and they're just being dicks. And they don't know not to be dicks, but. The, the fact of the matter is, is when, if you dress like a clown and you're not at a circus, expect people to talk weird about you. Right. But then there's the responsibility of the parent to have that conversation, yes. right? And to say like, all right, Mary Jo, whatever your fucking name is, like you want to dye your head hair red, shave it, and also dye your eyebrows red, like. First of all, if you're my kid, hard no, not happy. <laughs> like, and, and and you're still living in my under my roof. So sorry, in my rules, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and my parents did that with me. Like, I don't think I dyed my hair until I was 13, and I went from like blonde to blonde. Okay, so yes, I get it. This hair color situation, this is a cool thing now, or whatever. Like, that's fine if this is what you want to do and your parent approves of it, then what is attached to that is the conversation of, all right, what you need to understand is that while you may think this is cool, there's a group of people out there who think it's really fucking stupid Mm -hmm. and they're going to, they're going to tease you Yep. and they're going to make fun of you and they're going to call you names and because they are not like you. That is the beauty of people being different. Right. The, the the hard part about it is that people take it too far and they just choose to be mean and they choose to be assholes. Right. But you're also a kid. You don't realize that you're an asshole until you're an adult and you reflect and you go, man, I was such a dick. 
Oh, right? I, I've made amends to people in high school. There's one kid I'm still looking for. I've made amends to people, and it wasn't even part of my AA. It was just part of me growing up and saying, wow, I was really kind of a dick in high school. Dude, I just did it the other night on Valentine's Day. I just texted someone who I was a dick to when I was seven years old. Seven. I'm mm-hmm. almost 42. So how long has it been? I found him on social media, and I apologized to him. I was like, you probably haven't carried this with you, but I have. I was a dick. Yeah. I am so sorry. And and you know what? A lot of times people do carry it with them. I, I've talked about how my sister ruined my my whole life growing up because at the age of five, she told me I was the reason my mother died. Oh. She blamed me for that. I never watched. And she told me during an episode of Star Trek. I never watched Star Trek after that because it brings up. But and, and by the way, she's never apologized. Uh, but the thing is, is that. Kids stay with these things, and, and they don't like to tell people. And I never told my dad until my, you know, lots later in life. And, and you know, he, <laughs> he yelled at her, and she still, to this day, still hasn't apologized. But it, it, I think if we warn all kids what you were saying about the redheaded person, the, the hard no, I think if we sit down, and, and this is where I, 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 look, I look up to people like you and your husband because – and, and a lot of the ass family, too, because they raise their kids the right way, that they actually sit down and they have normal conversations with their children. And I think all children should be sat down and said, look, just like you said, there's going to be a group of people and you don't have to have red hair. You don't have to have red eyebrows. There's a lot of people out there that are just going to be assholes to you because the world is full of assholes mm-hmm. and you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. And that's going to be up to you. Mom and dad can't fight all your battles for you. We have your back no matter what. But sometimes you have to stand up for yourself and say enough is enough. There are plenty of kids who we picked on in high school that didn't have red hair or red eyebrows. Hell, I was picked on, you know, in high school until I started doing the picking back, until I stood up to those people. And I I, I just, I I look at our, our world right now and I just shake my head. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what more can be done. Oh, shake your head on so many different levels. I mean, I mean, we're just, we're crumbling. Well, and we're crumbling due to things like this. Yeah. Where a California teacher is fired for refusing to hide gender transitions from kids' parents and saying it went against her beliefs. So this is a teacher that said she would tell the parents that their kids are trying to transition. And she got fired for that. Right. That makes zero sense to me. She's actually doing her job and telling the parents what's happening at school. Right. And also, like, can we just reiterate the fact that these are children? Mm -hmm. Like, they're children. They are not 18 yet. They are not technical adults. And even when you're 18, you're not a fucking adult. Let's be real. So, like, but they are children. So the parent has legal responsibility for the child. So why... Wouldn't the parent need to know what is happening with the child? Well, see, that's something that I've never seen explained. That's the most interesting. That's such a great question because I've heard about this. We we since this transition movement has 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 jumped in our society, and now everybody's getting wieners cut off and wieners glued on and all this kind of stuff. That it's they're trying to make this the norm. I saw a story the other day. You ready for this? It said straight men should date trans uh, women to see what it's like. 
No, I'm not going to date a trans woman because that's a man. I'm sorry. Why don't we stop telling everyone what they should do and just let people make their own decisions? Yeah, uh, that, that's if a great idea. If you're a straight idea. man and you want to date a trans woman, knock yourself out. Why yeah. is it anyone's right to tell you what you should do? And and if I don't want to date a trans woman, then great. don't call me transphobic. Right. Because I'm not afraid of trans people. If right. you want to call me something, call me. Look, look. Be call me a trans hater, and I don't hate them. But if you want to be more specific and descriptive, I'm not afraid of anybody who's trans. None of them frighten me. Well, maybe I, I saw this uh, this uh, a black trans woman in a mall, and she was six four and had gigantic boobs and was bald and had five o'clock shadow. Stayed away from her. You're you're only scared because someone was bigger than you. Yeah. Oh, oh terrified. <laughs> Look, look, if there's somebody bigger than me, it, it, then I'm just going to I'm gonna be like, all right, look, this is, I'm going to die here. Welcome but, to my whole life. Everyone's bigger. <laughs> um, this whole idea, this, this, this gender transferring and this gender and it, hiding it from parents, why do they need to hide it from parents? Well, why isn't there some kind of legal ramification against that? Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand. It is they are they are not an adult yet. They are not an adult yet. They do not get to make those decisions for themselves without a parent being involved. That is that is why that is why they become an adult when they're eighteen. And the part that I really can't wrap my head around is that there are actual doctors out there that are doing the same thing and they're prescribing medicines to these children these puberty blockers um all this stuff and the the parents aren't aware of it but they can also do that by i mean it's not trans related but they can also do the same thing by going to planned parenthood and getting birth control without their parents knowing when when when, now i i it's been a long time since you and i were under the age of 18 and kids do you remember having all these rights as a kid well, no, but I also fucking had conversations with my parents. Very true, but but I remember the day. I remember sitting in the car. I remember crying my eyes out and telling my mom I needed to go on birth control. I ha- I had that conversation with my mom. Like, what is wrong between the parent-child relationship where your children do not feel comfortable coming to you and talking to you about this shit? Like, this shit is not going to go away, Arnie. It's going to get worse. Like, as parents, we are just going to continue to be faced with, like, harder and harder stuff like this, right? Scarier and scarier stuff like this. Big decisions that our kids have to make at way too early of an age, right? Like, this isn't going to go away. So what are you going to do to make it better? Open up dialogue and actually tell your kids, like, listen, it's a scary topic. It's a scary feeling. Like, but you you can still come to me. You can still talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Like, why do these people feel like they can't talk to their parents about it? Why do they feel like they can only tell their teacher that they want to transition, but they can't tell their parents that they want to transition? What's oh. wrong where they can't have these conversations with their parents? Oh, do you, do you really want my answer? I'll, I'll yes. give you my answer. Uh, because there aren't parents, there aren't more parents out there like you. Because there are a lot of people that had children. As a, um, a, a as kind of a, a thing, they thought that was the next thing they were supposed to do in life, and they look at it as an object more than a human being. They have a possession now. They have this possession, and these kids get marginalized because mom and dad 
Well, they, they, they're into their possessions, like having a boat or having the biggest house in the yard. Oh, now they have a child. Oh, so they're, they're keeping up with people down the street. But that child is nothing more to them than a pet. And that's why those kids can't go to their parents because their parents aren't there for them. The parents are out. They're raised by nannies. They're raised by, by, by babysitters. They're raised by the TV. They, and we were, I was a lock-key kid, so I was raised by the TV. But, but I still went to my parents if I had problems. And I didn't like, like you, you crying to your mom saying you needed to go on birth control. There are plenty of conversations I had with my dad that I did not like to have. And I knew that they were going to be painful and they were going to be gross. I hated going to movies with my dad when there was nudity in there. I felt weird. But that's a part of growing up is that weird feeling, that weird, non-comfortable feeling that you have to go to your parents and tell them terrible things that you've done or things that you want to do. And these parents aren't available for their kids. That's why. And the teachers are ending up raising these kids. Right. Which is also the reason why, you know, textbooks are getting changed and history is getting rewritten and, you know, things are being taught to our kids at way too early of an age, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because parents are not available. And there's, there's part of that that's keeping up with the Joneses. And there's part of that that's like, you know, back in the day, you know, it was normal for one parent to be home so that one parent could raise the children and always be available, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying that that is necessarily the right or the wrong way, right? Because I, I personally believe that it takes two parents. Um, and I don't even know that that's fair to say. And maybe that's just because I'm lucky enough to have two parents in this household to be raising our kids. Um, but like, I, I, I like the balance. I personally like the balance of two parents, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it gives perspective and it allows us to have conversations so that my son can hear my perspective of the issue and then also hear his dad's perspective of the issue. Right. And then, mm-hmm. and then he can have a little bit more balance and make his own informed decision. Right. Um, but I, but differently. So I don't, I don't have a right to speak about like if only one parent, you know, works mm-hmm. or doesn't work or is good or isn't good. Like that wasn't my experience. But but the fact of the matter is, if there was only one parent, you still talk to that parent. A hundred percent. And and that's the that's the that's the the loss now is that is that the kids don't talk to the parents because the parents aren't there. The parents are or, just not there. Yeah, or they're they're staring at a freaking iPad. Exactly. That's the what I mean by not there. Staring at an iPad. The kid. Do you know how many times my son asks me for an iPad? Like I, I can't even tell you. It drives me crazy. And San- Santa this year, Santa's bringing me an iPad. Santa's bringing me an iPad. And I literally sat him down and I said, bro, Santa's not bringing you an iPad. <laughs> you called him he bro. That's at- awesome. Yeah. And he looked at me like his whole world crumbled. And I said, listen, there are things in our house that that you're not going to get just because your cousins have them or just because your best friend has it. Or just because I said, I said, you're, you're seven, you have a TV in your bedroom. You have friends whose parents will not allow that until they're a teenager. Yeah. I didn't get a TV until I was 13. I was the same age. That's some bullshit. He's seven years old and got a TV in his room already. Dude's had a TV in his room since he was like four. 
and and like granted it's not like he doesn't have full access to you know every sure. channel under uh, anything it's there's not even cable on it but like they're like i said so you get that right but you don't get an ipad right and and mom and dad just don't believe in you having an ipad right now so santa's not going to be bringing that because santa knows that mom and dad would not appreciate that so I need for you to know that now so that on Christmas morning, you're not fully disappointed and like you don't ruin your day. And, and once again, all that was was a conversation, not the funnest conversation in the world to have, but a conversation and you had it. And how was Christmas? Uh, I don't remember. It was probably it, it wasn't bad, though, right? It was he yeah, wasn't yeah. wrecked. It wasn't wrecked because he didn't get the iPod or iPad. Right. Because you had the conversation. You had the hard conversation. Um, I'm going to read this here. Uh, it says, good morning, Arnie and y'all. So last night there was a post in Sora's school about some bitch parents screaming. For Valentine's Day, they handed out many Bibles and some point went off on the girl for was proselytizing and preaching by giving out Bibles. And the teacher didn't suspend the child or parent. So I got in trouble for asking online why this was necessary since Sawyer is in a Montessori school, which is a world-type school that has cultural week next week. We have children that are being raised by parents that wanted everyone to accept their ridiculous shit that has come up today wasn't acceptable when they were kids. Kids handing out Bibles at school, it, look, 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 I, I, I don't, he, kid brings home a Bible and he wants to talk to me about it. I'll talk to him about it. I'll, I'll happily have that conversation. And I imagine Sawyer's dad, knowing Sawyer, Sawyer's dad here on the show, I imagine they had that conversation. It, look, look here. It's tough. I, I, I've admitted this on the air. I never had kids. You know why? Because it's too fucking hard. How hard? So hard. Look, look, Ruby, I, I've known you for a long time, and I know that this is the hardest job that you've ever had. And I mm -hmm. think you're doing a great job. I think you and Devin are doing a great job. And, and I see a lot of people out there doing a great job. And it's tough, and it's hard, and it's it, it's not fun to watch. Uh, uh, Braddy kid, my wife Braddy kid, her daughter moved in with us, and her daughter had a son. We call him little Roscoe. And and seeing what her deadbeat husband has done, and and, and just piece of garbage, I know that I have to be there for Roscoe because he doesn't have another man in his life right now. And I understand that. And it's hard. I don't like to watch him cry. Fuck, I'm trying to watch TV. I tell him to shut up. <laughs> but uh, but I don't under, I, I just, th this is such an investment in your life when you have a child. And I don't think enough people realize what kind of investment it is. I really don't. No, they don't. Because we spend, like, as a, as a young person, you spend your entire life being told right like don't don't have sex don't get pregnant like mm -hmm. or, or or you you spend your entire life being told basically how easy it is to get pregnant right like don't have sex you're going to get pregnant don't have sex you're going to get pregnant mm -hmm. and then actually like want maybe if you if you want to have get pregnant or whatever it's actually quite hard mm -hmm. to do to, to get pregnant um but instead of like teaching people about or putting fear behind, I guess, all of it. Like maybe what we should be doing is teaching them more about the responsibility attached to having the child. And, and that's why you don't want to get pregnant right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and then maybe later when people do want to get pregnant and have kids, it'll, 
it'll we'll be raising kids a, a bit more balanced. We'll be raising them a bit better because it's something that we actually want and it's something that we want to invest in, right? And mm -hmm. and we've made time for in our lives as opposed to an oops or um, yeah, I thought I wanted a kid, but it's actually a lot of work. So I'm just going to stick them in this room and tell them to entertain themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I, absolutely. And and that's the thing that most people don't wrap their head around. They get pregnant. They go, oh, I'm going to have a baby. And they think all the great stuff that goes along with having a baby, but none of the other shit. The being awake at three o'clock in the morning, dirty diapers, you know, later in life, having to deal with boyfriend, girlfriend episodes. I mean, you, you're just, you're, you're at the beginning of this ride, and it's just going to get bumpier and bumpier. Yeah, or how about the fact that, like, even for, for us right now with our kids, regardless of their age or whatever, just over the last, you know, two, two and a half years with all this COVID shit going on, like, our kids are sick every other week. Like mm -hmm. that is a struggle and, and not mine specifically, but like I, I have friends whose kids are literally healthy, like for three days and then sick for three weeks. And it's just this repetition. And it's because we've hidden our kids from germs and natural immunity because of COVID. Right. So like, we don't think about that kind of stuff either. We don't think like you're talking about dirty diapers being an inconvenience. Try having your kids sick you know, three weeks at a time. That's mm -hmm. an inconvenience. You're taking off work. You don't have any PTO left. You're missing a paycheck. Like, it, they're falling behind <laughs> in school. Maybe they don't go to the next grade. Like, ha having a kid is, it's no, it's no joke. All right. Uh, I'm going to hold you for one more story, and then I'm going to let you go for the day. Uh, and I've appreciated uh, everything, all of your input today. There's a New Jersey restaurant, an Italian restaurant. Um... Let's see. Do they give the name of the place? They don't give the name of the place. But it is now, oh, it is uh, Nettie's House of Spaghetti in New Jersey. Boy, that just sounds fancy, doesn't it? Nettie's House of Spaghetti. <laughs> I imagine you need reservations there. <laughs> um, no longer allowing children under the age of 10 years old in the restaurant. Oh. Uh, the restaurant stirred up. They said kids are loud. They're gross. They throw shit around, and we don't want them in our restaurant anymore. <laughs> what do you as a parent think about that? I mean, it's true. It's true. Yeah. They're loud. They're loud. They're annoying. It. They, they throw stuff. I mean, the amount of food that's under the table after we all leave is unreal. I mean, it's unreal. Um, but you know, you know why they're that way? They're having fun. Yeah. They're at a restaurant. They're having fun. And this goes, there's another side to this too. I'm not going to ignore it. But like when I was a kid, we didn't go out to eat very often, right? Like we, we stayed home, we had dinner at home and going out to eat was special. Right. And that was a financial thing, right? So mm -hmm. it was special. So when we went out to restaurants, like it was a big deal for us, but we were also not destructive while we were at restaurants. So it wasn't like we were sitting there with our napkin on our lap and our best manners and all this, yes, ma'am, no, thank you, all this stuff, right? Like we, I, we didn't grow up that strict. So, um, but, but we had a good time. We were laughing, we were silly and, but we weren't throwing food and we weren't, you know, dropping shit on the floor, you know, every 10 seconds. And we weren't screaming across the room and running around like crazy people. We weren't doing that. I don't know what has happened, but like more often than not, that's what I see 
when I'm out at restaurants and kids are there. Mm-hmm. They're 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 reckless. They're savages. Yeah. And, and 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 here's the thing. Look, I'll stand up for kids for this. Because the kids don't know better. You said it great. They're having fun. I'll never forget. I went to an Outback Steakhouse in Roseville. And I'll never forget sitting there. And some parents allowed their kids. You remember them damn shoes that had the wheels on them? Oh, my gosh. I fell. I ate it so hard. Okay. I I wouldn't even try to do that because I would know (laughs) that I had broken bones. I I didn't go to skating rinks as a kid. Skating was never a big thing for me. But these parents allowed their two kids to do their little wheelie things all around the restaurant. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And nobody said it. So when I see a story like this from a restaurant, I go, good for them. Good yeah. for them. They're going to lose a lot of business. They're going to lose a yeah. ton of business. Look, if I were to start an airline, I would have one of my airlines. There'd be a flight a day that's no kids available on that flight. Right. And a lot of people are going to get pissed at me, and I understand, and that's fine. But until the parents of today start raising the children that we were, because just like you, Ruby, I didn't get to go out to eat a lot because, well, it was a financial thing. And if I acted up, oh, boy, did I have a whooping coming to me. And I knew it. And I liked eating out because my dad couldn't cook unless it was eggs. And I didn't want to have eggs for every fucking meal. I love eggs. Don't get me wrong. But at dinner time, I wanted dinner. And if we got a chance to go to a barbecue place or something like that, it was, yes, sir, no, ma'am. Because I didn't want to get that taken away from me. And (laughs) there's so many parents now that I think are afraid of their children that they don't want to tell them no because they want their kids to be their friends. And Yeah, that probably has a lot to do with it. I think, too, like when you're out at a restaurant – if you don't give the kid what they want, then you're afraid of the scene that they're going to cause in public. And, and I, and I think there's a point like in your world as a parent where you just got to like, stop caring what everyone else is going to think of you in that moment. Right. But that's really hard to do. when like everyone under the sun has a cell phone video recording you and sending it to CPS. Oh, right? sure. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we, we, Look, the, the old days of mom slapping me across the mouth if I said a bad word, those days are gone. But you know what's not gone is when you get home and you close the doors and you pull the shades down and you whoop that kid's butt. I'm not talking about punching the kid. I'm not talking about kicking their ass. I'm talking about a, a clean spanking or whatever discipline you want to use. So many kids are not disciplined now because the parents are afraid of everything that you said, the CPS thing in there, and they're afraid that they're going to lose their best little buddy because parents are raising friends instead of children now. And I'm sorry, they're raising friends instead of adults because that's your ultimate job is that you were raising a child to become an adult, someone who can contribute to society, someone who can be in society. And... Boy, I tell you what, nothing makes me more fucking more upset than when I see an unruly kid. Because I just want to go over there and smack the kid. Yeah, it's hard, though. Like, I, I, um, there are kids that are in my life, um, that, that are just, they're difficult. And, like, and I, I know their parents are on them. They're on them constantly, all the time. And, and these kids are just difficult. And I don't know if it's their age or if it's, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like they're, and they, I see them and they, they do it to their parents, but like 
if their parents were to leave me with their kids, they don't do it to me. They act totally different for me than they do for their parents, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard because it's like when you're out in public and these kids are being difficult and they're doing it to their parents. I know there are other people out there watching going, oh my gosh, I want to bitch slap that kid right now. Or I want to grab that kid, sit him down in the chair and strap him down and tell him to shut the fuck up, right? Like there are people judging it all the time, but they're not, they're not living it on a daily basis. They have no idea what those parents do, you know, minute after minute mm -hmm. after minute, how many times they repeat themselves. Like, please do not do that. Please do not do that. I asked you not to do that. Go to your room. Like they don't see it on the regular. And those, and so part of me is like broken for the parents too. It's like, if you're out in a restaurant and you see kids acting unruly and you don't see the parents being able to get a grip on it, like take a minute to, to step back and be like, oh my gosh, I wonder how long that parent has been dealing with this behavior today, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that kid stayed home from school today and that poor mom or dad has been dealing with this behavior all day long. And all this parent needed was to get out in public and have a hot break, right? Away from like the house and maybe a different environment. And they thought that that would change their kid's behavior for a minute. And it didn't. And now they're out in public and everyone's judging the kid's behavior. And that parent is so broken down from having to deal with the parent or dealing with the kid's behavior all day long. Like it's easy for us to snap judgment. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's super easy. It's easy for us to look and go, I would bitch slap that kid or I would put that kid in its place in 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is, is like it, it we're not in their shoes. We don't know their struggle. We don't know what they have been, what they've been trying. We, we don't know. You know, the one thing they haven't been trying, and I, I know this for a fact, and, and, and I think I can wrap up this perfectly. And I, I don't think you'll probably agree with me on this. If you have unruly kids, then I think you should be able to get a taser. And if the kid, <laughs> the kid starts fucking up, you tase them once, right? You, you, all you got to do is tase them once. See, this is like daddy's belt. Did, did you ever get the belt as a kid? I never got no, the belt. I, I didn't have to. Well, 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 look at you, Miss Good Kid. No, uh, he threatened me one time. He threatened me, and mm -hmm. that was it. That's all it took. My, my, my cousins, my cousin Johnny, his dad was a huge man. All he had to do was grab his belt buckle, and everybody fucking, everybody got in line. So, uh -huh. so in this day and age, okay, because obviously the whooping happened before, and we all know it hurt. So you tase your kid once, and then you just take your taser out with you in public, and the kid starts acting up, you turn it on. You go, Zzz. and they see that shit, and they're like, whoop. I'm just telling you, I, I, I think I've, I've cured bad kids. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's a giant smile on my face right now. <laughs> like, and, and there, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking like, gosh, Arnie, you might be onto something. How could we make this legal? Oh, yeah. Oh, and you get like a, a, a taser that's not like, you know, cattle prod strength or even police taser strength. Just something that, that kind of zaps them back into place and goes, I'm the one in charge, motherfucker. Right. Yeah, see, I, I like that a lot. I like, and by the way, trademark. When it happens, yeah. I, I I want my payment. <laughs> I I want my cut. You know, when we get kids acting ruly now, I want I want my credit for that. Thank. You. We're gonna call it the Arnie Statesonator. That's there what it go. is. And you can shock the shit out of your kids and keep them in line. 
Ruby, thank you so much for being here today. Um, uh, sorry we had technical difficulties early. We'll have you back on. And uh, anything that y- you want to cover that we didn't cover? No, I'm good. I really appreciate this. It was a, a nice break for me and um, and always good to chat with you. And, you know, I appreciate the time, too. And, and next time, I'll make sure my husband pays the bill. <laughs> All right. Well, Ruby, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a nice day. You, too. Uh, everybody that was Ruby. I love Ruby. Worked with Ruby a long time ago in radio and one of my all time favorite people because she can give it out as well as she can take it. All right. We'll take just a really fast break because I have to go to the bathroom. 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country ball like me can't hack. It's early to rise, early in a sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. Well, a simple kind of life never did me no harm Raising me a family and working on the farm Days are all filled with an easy country charm Thank God I'm a country boy Well, I got me a fine wife, I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the griddle Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle Thank God I'm a country boy When the work's all done and the sun's set low Pull out my fiddle and the rosin up the bow Kids are asleep, so I keep a kind of low And thank God I'm a country boy Sally Gooden all day if I could But the Lord and my wife wouldn't take it very good So I fiddle when I can, work when I should And thank God I'm a country boy Well, I got me a fine wife, I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the riddle Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle Thank God I'm a country boy Them money hungry fools. Rather have my fiddle and my falling tools. Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah, city folk driving in a black limousine. A lot of sad people thinking that's a mighty keen. Son, let me tell you now exactly what I mean. I thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine wife, I got me old fiddle. When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on a riddle. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah. But my daddy's till the day he died And he took me by the hand, held me close to his side Said to live a good life, play my fiddle with pride And thank God you're a country boy Well, my daddy taught me young how to hunt and how to whittle Taught me how to work and play a tune on a fiddle Taught me how to love and how to give just a little And thank God I'm a country boy Well, I got me a fine wife, I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the riddle Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle
bajo mi gargo mi umau mi gargo por piru down the bayo my Ivan the sweetest one mi umau son of a gun we'll have big fun on the bayo jumbo line crawfish pine a feely gumbo Tonight I'm gonna see Mama Shazamio Pick it tough, fill fruit jar and be gay Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio John Denver. I love the song Country Roads Take Me Home. But there is no, look, the John Denver should be known just for one song, one song only, and it's. Well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, a simple time. I mean, that, that, that right there is just a great song. I don't care who you are. If you don't like that song, there's something wrong with you. And you might need to, to go to Arnie Taze's children, ATC, as Ogre stated. Oh, I'm loving this idea about tasing kids. Hey, hey, by the way, by the way, by the way, you can already do this. I'm, I'm, not, not with a taser, the taser, this is what you do. Let's say you got an unruly kid. 
if you call Arnie Taser's children for a nominal fee, what I'll do is I'll come to your house and I will outfit your kid. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to PetSmart and get some of these. Get them, uh, get them collars. You know them collars for dogs, the shock collars, and they have like levels of ten on there. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to uh, fit this to your child's ankle. And 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 put a lock on there, just like the police have. And, and Mama and Daddy will will have like a the 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 buzzer will be on their keychain. So if they're acting up in public, just, just give them a quick shot. And and you can choose the level, like one to ten. Ten might be too harsh. Maybe a five. Just shock their shit right into place. Now if they start to get used to it, you turn it up. There you go. See, this is what we do on the show. We, 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 we have problems, and then we have solutions, and we learn. That's what we do here at ArnieRadio.com. I would let you tase my kids if I got to meet you in person. <laughs> well, fuck, Maze. We're gonna, Maze, we're going to make that shit happen because I want to tase kids. Um, when I worked for the Jazz Festival, one of my favorite bands was Zydeco Band that would play that song. Ah, great song. Uh, that's perfect. Parents already out there. Kids on leashes just had a shock collar. I love it. Love it. Disneyland with them kids on leashes and all of them are shock collars. Fuck, I might go to Disneyland again. We got a story about Disney coming up here. By the way, I, I, I'm getting sent, and, and I'm not upset at this. Uh, I, I want you guys to send me stories. I love that you send me stories. Sassy Pammy sent me a story this morning about Epstein and the list. Jeffrey Epstein, the, the known pedophile who killed himself, quote-unquote, in, in a jail cell um, for trafficking young girls. There's a story out now about how he paid these girls off from a, an account with J.P. Morgan. Now people want to say J.P. Morgan. I, I, it, that's not a fun story just because we were talking about children getting paid off for being raped, and it's disgusting. There has not been an official list released yet. I've been sent like four different lists. By the way, one of those lists included Donald Trump's name on it. And we can all agree that if Donald Trump's name was actually on the Epstein Island list, and it it might be, it might be, because I don't know what the official lists are, but wouldn't his name have been released first? I mean, with the media that we have, let's just play along. The left-leaning media. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say that I would imagine that there are some people that are a part of the media that have seen these lists. The non-redacted lists. And I think there are enough people out there that know exactly who are on these flight logs. Now, just being on a flight log going there doesn't mean you molested children. But, okay. Um, so, and by the way, every time, and, and, and like I said, I want you guys to send me stories. Because I don't catch everything. I catch a lot of stuff. Uh, Cowboys Girl sent me a story uh, this morning, or, or yesterday. And she wasn't here for the beginning of the show. And that's when I did the story about the Irishman who was from the Netherlands who was killed by a killer cock. 
Rooster fucking put his spur into the back of his leg. The guy ended up having a heart attack, and he bled to death having a heart attack. And uh, But I had already done this story. I don't mind this. I've gotten five different lists, at least five different lists on Epstein. And believe me, there is nothing more that I want than that list to come out. Because I want to share it with everybody. I want people to know who these terrible people are, these these monsters are. But I'm not going to go out before the list is released. I will not be the person that releases the list. I want it to be somebody. Oh, you don't, hey, Cowboys Girl, please don't apologize. Do not apologize. No, you sent me a story about something you thought was interesting, and it was interesting, and it did already make the show. I appreciate anybody sending me stories. Anyone that just went once, I'm not assuming fucked a kid. Anyone who went more than once, pedophile. And, and, and look, look, there are going to be a lot of people, V. Coop, that's, that are going to say, well, they just have to go once. Okay. But the list has not been released yet. And my, my, my vision of the future is not very bright with this. And I've already used a major word. And that word is redacted. And what that means is there is a gigantic black line drawn through their names. And you can't read those names. Yeah, Cowboys Girl, it's at the very beginning. I mean, literally, after as soon as the second of the last song played and I start talking, I do that story. I want the truth to be revealed about this. I would love to see some more fucking big-name celebrities cancel. Oh, God, yes. They were raping children. Of course I want to see justice for those children. But, once again... I, I don't have uh, the resources available to hire high-priced attorneys like the New York Times does, like Fox News does, like the Daily Mail does. I, I, I don't have that at my, my disposal yet. Boy, when I do, holy shit. When broadcaster, when, when the people at Spotify and all those places go, holy shit, this guy's a great broadcaster. We need to hire him. He's just as good as anybody we've got. He's better than most people we have. Let's throw $100 million at him. Let's get our attorneys to back him. Boy, if I get the backing of big corporate attorneys, I'm going to say some shit. But as far as the Epstein thing goes, every time you guys send me a story, the first thing I do is I go and I check all my sources. And I will tell you this right now. I have not seen one updated story yet about the lists. So as soon as the list happens, I'm going to be telling you. Hell, I might do that in the middle of the day. I don't know. Um, This lady who worked at Fox News anchor Julie Banderas, soon-to-be ex-husband, was arrested after he held a steak knife to her throat. Okay, that's bad enough, right? You're going to prison because you held a steak knife to your wife's throat. Now, what's the reason? You know I love the reasoning. That, that guy who threatened to kill a Wendy's manager, he went to jail because he wanted more cucumbers in his salad. You went to jail, dude, over cucumbers. Well, it seems that Andrew Sustain, or Sassoni, 
held a knife to her throat because she ate mashed potatoes that he had made for the children. Her husband was arrested and charged with menacing and criminal possession of a weapon over the incident over mashed potatoes. She was on Greg Gutterfield's show, and she says she's getting a divorce and fuck Valentine's Day. She actually said, fuck Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm sure they bleeped her out. But, I mean, that's pretty damn bad. Look, 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 look here. I, I'm not a fan of any kind of domestic, you know, bullshit. You held a knife to your wife's throat because she ate the mashed potatoes? Good Lord. Hey, Braddy, you shouldn't come home then today. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You should not come home today. If we're assuming that, that holding a knife to your wife's throat over eating mashed potatoes is okay. <laughs> Stinkfist said, selfish bitch. <laughs> Ugh, there's a picture of Madonna's daughter. Damn, she's ugly. Oof. Well, I mean, she she's not she's not Savannah Crisley ugly. Yeah, she's close. But damn, is Madonna's daughter ugly. Oof. So uh, good for this gal uh, to be out of that terrible relationship. Who ate the mashed potatoes? God damn it, those were for the children. I'll tell you this right now. Hey, hey, some bitch. You make mashed potatoes and they're sitting out, guess what? Fucking I'm going to eat them. You going to put a knife to my throat? Well, uh, we're going to dance a little differently then. <laughs> you don't hold a knife to your wife's throat for that. If she forgot the gravy, then it's on. <laughs> oh, my God. The savages that are in our fucking ecosystem right now. Uh, speaking of savages in our ec- well, yeah, since I said that, um, I can't believe this. This is a national treasure. This is something that you don't fuck with. And that is the Oscar Meyer Wienermobile. Now, now, if, if you've never been lucky enough to see this thing, I've been in it, and I've ridden in it. And they, and they have quite a few of these wienermobiles around the country. It, 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 it's like a big old truck that looks like a hot dog, if you've never seen it. It looks like a big hot dog. I remember whenever I see it driving down the road, and I've seen it a few times driving down the road, I, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Oscar Mayer Wiener. Somebody in Las Vegas decided to go to this 27-foot iconic feature of America and steal its catalytic converter. Thefts of the valuable car part, by the way, have increased over 1,200% in the last two years. Um, this is a big thing in our area. Like, we've got ours etched. We've got our windows etched. Everything's etched. Everything's taken care of. So if you want to steal ours, we're going to find you, you son of a bitch. 
But come on, man. You can't steal the one from the damn Wienermobile. They got hot dogs on there. I drive that mobile in and out of tunnels and then shoot out a bunch of milk. Yes, Ogre, I agree. This is not a, it's not theft. This is a fucking hate crime against America and should be dealt with accordingly. Oh, if they catch the, the assailants. Oh, I, I, you know what? This is what you got to do. You got to go down on Kathy Griffin. That's right. It, look, look, look here. We need to start, we need to start handing out some real justice out there. And the real justice is going down on that redheaded twat. You go. I. I. I let, let, let's just say, if I if I sentence you to go down on on on, what's the bitch's name? Kathy. Uh, Kathy Griffin. If I sentence you to go down on Kathy Griffin, I guarantee you never steal another catalytic converter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. You want to steal another catalytic converter? Okay. Then what you have to do is you have to find that chick who played Precious, and you got to toss her salad with syrup. That's right. You have to toss her salad. That means eat her ass. V. Coopson says she grinds your face like it was rikishi. I love the story out of L.A. where the guy got run over, uh, the thief in his lifted truck. There was a couple stories like that. I had that one. And, and then there's a story out of Tennessee where a guy was breaking into cars. And the homeowner fucking caught him and started shooting at him. And then the assailant started to ask the neighbors to help. Oh, I'll help you. I'll shoot your ass, too. Y'all need to realize that this is we're we're turning into a society that I'm going to like. And that society is the fuck around and find out society. I love seeing stories where people fucking put the law in their hands. And it's not and it's not because I don't believe in cops. I be, I do. I believe in the police in our country. I believe that the vast majority of police officers are here to help. But there are a lot of people that are soured on it. A lot of people soured on the police. Takes too long to get to certain areas. Look here. I'll happily, if somebody breaks in my house, I'll happily call the police. After. Oh, after I've cut off the assailant's head, I'll happily call the police. Go, hey, he broke into my house. I don't have guns. I only have this really big Bowie knife. And uh, the the guy at the sharpening place said this is, uh, 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 how did he describe how sharp my knife is now? Oh, that's right. Dangerously sharp. Like he put it up next to the paper and the paper just fell apart. He didn't even run the blade through it. That's how sharp this knife is. I don't take this knife out of its sheath due to the fact that it will probably cut me. And I'm saving that for the idiot that decides to break in. Because I'm going to see if it goes through bone. Uh, ultimate punishment, you have to go down on Hillary Clinton so wrong. Well, that's the third strike right there. You, you have to, and then she, after you go down on Hillary, you got to go down on her. You got to toss her salad, and then she gets to peg you. And look here, if you want to steal catalytic converters after that, then we're just going to have to put a bullet in you. 
What happens when that Bowie knife meets Arn Anderson? Love it first sight. Oh, my God. I'll probably be wearing an Arn Anderson shirt when it happens. Got to call the police. They got the chalk and reports. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You stole the Wienermobiles. Why would you do that? Why would you deny happiness to people on the road and wherever that Wienermobile is going? A third strike is a threesome with Hillary and Pelosi. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Oh, God damn it. When the last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. Because you were talking about Nancy Pelosi. When the last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. You guys thought I was going to drop the ball on that one, didn't you? No, I didn't. No, Paul's not in there. Paul's just out having a scotch with his boyfriend who hit him with a hammer. You have to tongue dart Paul Pelosi's butthole. Oh, that thing is that thing's a cavern. I'm just telling you that right now. Nancy fucking probably sticks her foot in his ass. You embarrass me on television again. It's time for the foot in the ass. Uh, not a sad story to report. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of into things like this. Uh, pedophile Edward LeClaire was found guilty of sexual assault charges in August of 2022. Um, I guess this did this happen. Yeah, it did happen in Texas. Uh, happened in a Texas courtroom. Um, he could, he died after downing a cloudy liquid from a water bottle in a Texas courtroom. You see, he had, he brought some sodium nitrate with him, and after they found him guilty, he drank the water and died. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, maybe he didn't get to go to prison. Maybe he wasn't raped by a bunch of violent criminals, which, hey, we all kind of look forward to hearing those stories. But at least he's dead. And as I stated last week, for the survivors of when that stuff happens to them, it'll never make the the idea of what happened to them go away. It'll never erase the years that they've they've had to deal with the the sexual assault from somebody older and more trusted than them. It'll never ever make that go away. But what it will do, it will give them peace knowing that that person can never do that to them again. Because they're dead. And I think that that is a wonderful peace of mind that we can give to victims. Greta is telling her followers to commit crimes to protect the climate. I'm grabbing my 9mm 1911 and i I'm going to <laughs> litter and wait. Paul's ass looks like a catcher's mitt. Oh, I would imagine. Oh, I forgot while listening to Adele on repeat. I knew somebody was going to do that. Damn you, stack car. Hello. Yes, hello. How are you? It's me. We don't care. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I, I don't want to meet you. I just saw this story uh, now trending. Don Lemon is not on his CNN morning show a day after sexist remarks. If you missed what Don Lemon said yesterday, Don Lemon, 
who, by the way, is he's got to be on his way out at Fox or not Fox CNN. I mean, they they they've taken the nightly news from him and they moved him to the morning show, which nobody watches. By the way, I have more listeners than than CNN's morning show has viewers. And yesterday, Don Lemon came out there and was talking about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, who's a Republican from South Carolina, has thrown her name in to be a, a presidential candidate for 2024. Absolutely, positively, no shot. No fucking shot whatsoever. She has none. Uh, it'll be Adele's butthole. And they, God damn it, Alicia. Hello. Yeah, hello. It's me. We know. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I, I, I don't want to. Don Lemon didn't show up today because yesterday he called out Nikki Haley. He says she's past her prime. Now the women on the CNN panel with him. Ha, huh, what does that mean? What does that mean? And, and Don Lemon. Who's a gay man? He's openly gay. He come out and start talking to all kinds. Of, he, he was he was caught. He's not on today. And there, and and I even reached I, I reached out to a friend of mine who who's gay. Because all the stories came out yesterday that Don Lemon is misogynistic. And I asked a legitimate question because I didn't know that the, you could be this. And he told me you could be. And then he said, "What a stupid story." And I agree, it is a stupid story. But Don Lemon is being acclaimed of massage, or is being charged, or not charged, but they're saying that he's a misogynistic bastard. I didn't know gay guys could be misogynistic. I didn't. I really, really did. It's like turkeys flying in WKRP. I didn't think they could be misogynistic. I guess I'm wrong. Big no to puppy dog guys, Nikki Haley. Duh, Nikki Haley has no shot. She's clearly angling to become DeSantis' running mate. She's an idiot. She's not, as far as Republicans go, Republicans don't really care for her. She did take the Confederate flag off of South Carolina's flag, so those people don't like her. Nikki Haley went woke and took down the historic Confederate flag. Yeah, oh, absolutely she did. Don Lemon is gay. Yes, oh, I know, and but I didn't, I, I honestly didn't know that gay guys could be misogynistic. I, 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 I thought they were called, like, hateful bitches or something instead. But I, 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 I'm wrong. I'm obviously wrong. And by the way, there's this other story that I, I, did, I saw earlier this morning, and now I'm seeing it again. This gal in court is just, what, what a prize this gal. Here, we got the video of this. Let's see if it plays. Let's do it. Yes, I would like to say something. Go ahead. Um... I'm innocent. Fuck you all. You're garbage. I'm innocent. Fuck you all. You're garbage. And then she flips off the jury. Now, now you're saying, well, why is she saying that? Well, a mom snarls and flips the bird to the court after she's jailed for life. For shooting her six-year-old son with a shotgun nine times. 
as he sat in the back of the car after his dad filed for custody. Now, usually near the end of the show, especially on a Friday, I don't like doing horrible stories like this. Um, The dad applied for custody six days before his ex bought the weapon. And she shot a six-year-old kid nine times with a shotgun. And then says she's innocent. Do these fucking morons in court think they're doing wrestling promos? I, I saw a guy the other night on the slap fight thing trying to cut a wrestling promo, and he was pitiful, and he got knocked the fuck out. She's been campaigning on keeping the war in Ukraine going as a Republican. You just lost, dummy. They can be whatever they want because they are gay. Just accept it. Okay, straight. I appreciate that, straight fire. Was she doing an Alec Baldwin impersonation, what, nine times? I mean, I see stories like this, and I can only hope that she gets murdered the the second she walks into prison. Yes, I said it. Because I'm here to tell you something. And, 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 and I like to tell truths on this show, and y'all like it when I tell truths on this show, so I'm going to tell y'all the truth here. Let me pour some more Dr. Pepper in my glass here. If you are capable, this, this is just a truth from the, the book of Arnie. That's, that's not a bad idea for a book, the book of Arnie. If you are capable of shooting a child that you born, you bore, you birthed it, if you're capable of shooting a child that you birthed nine times with a shotgun, there you have no shot in life. You're not going to get rehabilitated in prison. Granted, she's got life, and she's never going to get out. But there is something wrong with you. I, I, I know these are groundbreaking statements I'm making. But I mean, I'm just saying there are certain crimes out there that you commit that means there is no hope for you. I believe rape is one of those. Pedophilia is definitely one of those. Murdering a, a six-year-old by shooting it nine times with a shotgun definitely fits into that category. Now, if you get you, you get a DUI and you kill somebody, I think you can be rehabilitated from that. That other person can't be, and that other person's family can't be. They're always going to have to live with it, and so are you. But I think that, that you could change your life around. This lady has no shot. This, I'm sorry, this uh, this bag of shit has no shot, because I'm not going to call her a lady. To speak that way in a courtroom, to flip off the jury after you shot your own child nine times, and you're not even owning up to it. Awesome. In all fairness, she probably missed eight times. Any crimes against children is the number one. She's claiming to be innocent, so what is she saying? That the kid got shot nine times because he was listening to Adele? God damn you people! Hello, 
it's me I was no, wondering no, if after all these years you'd like to me Her own sister called her a monster giving the victim impact statement Eli was sat in a booster seat in the back seat of their Chevy Impala when she fired nine times into his body, reloading the weapon between rounds. Dear God. Yeah, let, let, let's go ahead and just make sure that she, I don't know, she, she slips on a really, really, really uh, sharp object, I don't know, 58 times right to her throat. Adios, familia. Uh, No, Ogre, I'm not going to do any of those. I say it. No, I'm not doing any more of her. You you said another person's name that I almost slipped on, and then you ended it with New York City. New York City! She joins the Prison Wrestling Federation. Will she use Chris Benoit's entrance theme? Uh, Yes, uh, lock her up for life and pay for her to keep living after she killed her child now that she has to be protected custody so inmates don't kill her. I'm betting a guard allows someone in to shank her. I only hope. I only hope a guard is in there to let somebody shank that bitch. Sad news to report, and I don't like reporting this. Um, Bruce Willis. Remember, he was, he was diagnosed with a degenerative brain condition. Well, it, it, it has moved rapidly. He was, uh, I can't pronounce what he was, what is it called? Frontotemporal dementia. He has dementia now. He has full-blown dementia now. And this is sad. I, I, he was 67 years old. You know, the, the sad part. And I think about people like this, and I think about my grandma. And I used to always wish my sister get it, because I heard it skip generations, even though I've been told differently now by doctors. Um, I used to say that I didn't want my sisters to get it, because they had families, and I saw how bad it was, you know, when grandma didn't remember people. She had full-blown Alzheimer's. Uh, no, I'm not going to do the Alzheimer's thing here over and over again either um, because this is about dementia. He, he's got a family, and I would say a beautiful family, but his daughters are pretty ugly. They did not. They, they, they look more like him than they do to me more. Um, but the gut-wrenching toll it takes on them, that sucks. And uh, I, I, it sucks that, that it happens to such a Hollywood legend like Bruce Willis. So I uh, wish his family the best. That just sucks. Bruce claiming Die Hard wasn't a Christmas movie was a sign it was full-blown. Amen to that, because it is a Christmas movie, motherfuckers. Um, all right, two more stories to go. <laughs> this was put up on the Facebook page yesterday, on the fans page, and this is really weird. A TikToker from Colombia who videos his quote-unquote relationship and uh, his relationship is that with a rag doll. Um, 
He was single for a number of years, and then he met this rag doll. And uh, his plans for a dream wedding with Natalia, the rag doll. Well, here's the good news to report. She's pregnant. With their third child. Oh, he dresses her up like she's an actual woman. And now he has dolls around. Um, playing his children. Hold on, what's this say? Papa! Hey! Mama! Hey! He's got a shirt that says Papa de Sammy, and then he's got a shirt on the dummy. Um, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know what to say about this except that. A reminder: Colombia shouldn't have a hippo problem. Mm-hmm. Swoosh says, as a reminder. Swoosh even says, as a reminder. A reminder: Colombia shouldn't have a hippo problem. Also, you shouldn't be dating a stuffed animal. Very true. But once again, this show educational. Never mind. No one cares unless it's the first child. Yes, his uh, his TikTok viewers. Uh, I guess he did a live stream and they threw him a baby shower. Timmy Nichols says, "Holy shit, that's hilarious." Call Maury. I think he cheated. God bless them. I'm happy for him. Yes, that they're going to be having another fake child. Watching, uh, that brings up something that I watched the other day. You know how I watch these fucking twisted shows on the Learning Channel? I, 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 I we, we, we tried the, the MILF Manor. Too stupid. Just too dumb. And the gals are all too ugly. But I still, we still watch Extreme Sisters, and so I married a mama's boy and all these, and smothered. We, we still watch all those, and Extreme Sisters is on right now. And there's these two sisters from Australia. Now, I don't know what it is with twins, but twins are weird. And these two are, are, are two of the weirdest. So twin one goes to the dentist, and she's got to get a rotten tooth taken out. I know I told y'all about this. Well, we had to follow up this week that she got her rotten ass tooth taken out and her other sister found a wisdom tooth to take out. And they're okay with it. Now, I need to, I, I need to throw a flag on the play because the, 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 the one dumb bitch, and, and these are dumb bitches, and they deserve to be called dumb bitches because they finish each other's sentences uh, and they talk like this. But in Australia, oh, crikey's. We're Australian. Oh, uh, we have to wear the same thing. We have to chew food the same amount of times. Um, and 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 uh, the flag on the play is this: is that the 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 one bitch who got the rotten tooth, that ain't her wisdom tooth. But she had it taken out, and now you're going to get a wisdom tooth that ain't the same. Ain't the same, people. But. These people have television shows. These people are making it, and, and, and this is my big thing. This is why I hate social media so much. 
I had to earn my reputation on the air to be get to get any kind of celebrity status. And I loved it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a narcissistic fuck. And I loved it because I had a talent. These people on TikTok, these are your future movie stars. Logan Paul does not belong in a WWE ring. He's there for one reason and one reason only is because he has so many followers. He's a shitty wrestler. Y'all can all point to the Royal Rumble and the spot he did with Ricochet. Okay, fantastic. He's terrible. All he can do is do fucking suicide moves. He doesn't know how to tell a story in the ring. But he's there because he gets clicks. And these people are around because they get clicks. These are your future actors and actors of the world. I'm just telling you the truth. Movies are going to get a lot worse. I want the lawyer that represents the blow-up doll and sue for child support. You know he'd win. I saw a preview, and just because you had had a kid and you like to sleep doesn't mean you're a MILF, no? Fuck that, I'm a twin, and we haven't wore same clothes since we were seven. Now, now, now look, there, there are normal twins out there. There are plenty of normal twins out there. I've met them. And then there are the, the weird ones that are on these TV shows. All right, final story of the day. And once again, people, I got to tell y'all something. Y'all don't seem to listen. People ain't listening to me. Nature is not your friend. Oh, please say, uh, is there video of this? Or ju- they just show the dead carcass? Okay. Um, I believe the, the Hindustan Times is reporting, so I believe this is in India. This is so bad. 12-year-old Shetan, or Chetan, who was harvesting coffee at a plantation adjoining a forest in Karnataka, southern India. So the little boy's just doing his work. He's, he's, he's getting some coffee, getting some beans. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, except for the fact that it, it is India, um, a Bengal tiger spotted the young boy and pretty much said, <laughs> sadly killing him. Now they're going to have a funeral. And they're going to they, they're going to put the young man to rest. Um, his grandpa Raju was at the grandson's house for the funeral. And I guess this might be an impoverished area of India. I know, shocking. He stepped outside about six thirty in the morning to go pee. We don't know if it's the same one. But there was another Bengal tiger that pretty much said, (laughs) 
The tiger grabbed the old man by the head, and he died uh, of shock after hearing about the deaths, uh, the tragic. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Uh, Raju was 75 years old. He was attacked in the same area by a Bengal tiger. Another family member, 56-year-old Jemiah, died of shock after hearing about this. It's believed the pair were killed by the same animal with both incidents taking place within 500 meters of each other. Boy, oh boy, that, that Bengal tiger has got a taste for that family. That Bengal tiger is like, man, oh man, they got the spices right in this one. Ooh, there's a great, oh my God, I'm about to give away a trillion dollar idea here. Are y'all ready for this? We're going to trademark it, copyright it, do all that right now. I'm going to start my own fucking cooking show. It's a cooking game show, and it's called The Spice is Right. Boom goes the dynamite. That shit just happened. You see, tragedy happens, and what do we do with tragedy? We turn it into triumph. The greatest cooking game show of all time The spice is right. Was it Chad Ochocinco? (laughs) No. So he was collecting coffee beans. Did he accidentally catch the tiger by the toe? Was that the grandpa listening to Walk Like an Egyptian or the Eternal Flame? No shit, man. If I'm any other member of that family, I am gone. This Bengal tiger likes our family. Fuck all that. God damn. All right, that does it for us today, people. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We will be back on Monday. Thank you to Ruby for being here on Mon- uh, today. Uh, wonderful talking to you. Had a great show. We will be back on Monday. Please remember that room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So look here, it's the weekend time. I know people are going to go out and they're going to get their drink on. They're going to get their party on. They're going to get their freak on. Go do it, people. But if you get your drink on and your party on, get your Uber on, get your Lyft on, get your taxi home, get a designated driver, get safe, because I want you back on Monday morning. So until Monday, y'all have a fantastic, safe weekend. Adios, everybody. Just walked down the street to the coffee shop Had to take a break I'd been by her side for 18 hours straight Saw a flower growing in the middle of the sidewalk Pushing up through the concrete Like it was planted right there for me to see the flashing lights, the honking horns all seemed to fade away And the shadow of that hospital had 508 I saw God today I've been to church, I've read the book I know He's here, but I don't look near as often as I should Yeah, I know I should his fingerprints are everywhere 
up and stare Open my eyes and man, I swear I saw God today Saw a couple walking by, they were holding hands Man, she had that glow yeah, I couldn't help but notice she was starting to show Stood there for a minute taking in the sky Lost in that sunset A splash of amber melted in the shades of red I've been to church, I've read the book I know he's here but I don't look near as often as I should yeah, I know I should His fingerprints are everywhere I just slowed down to stop and stare Open my eyes and man, I swear I saw God today Got my face pressed up against the nursery glass She's sleeping like a rock My name on her wrist Wearing tiny pink socks She's got my nose She's got her mama's eyes My brand new baby girl She's a miracle I saw God today to beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.